0: Welcome to the Steve Travalee Show on Demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute.
1: In Jersey, From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travalee keeps you in the Jersey know. From seven till
2: eleven, live vocal and live, Steve. Travelese.
3: Ah, welcome to Monday Night in New Jersey. So great to be back. You know, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And uh, when you love what you do, when you come back from vacation, you look forward to it. As I have all weekend long. Got so much to tell you. It's so much fun last week. I hope you're having a great summer. Uh, Doing what we can to beat this heat. The number to get through is 1-800-283-1015. And uh, let's see. One of the things, uh, we went down the shore, went down to Seattle City, uh, spent a couple of days, went to Ocean City, saw the boardwalk, saw Frankie Valley. what an incredible show. What an incredible show for an 88-year-old man. This guy had an incredible band around him, uh, hit every note, had a lot of help in the notes, but who cares? Somebody hit the notes, that's all I wanted. And uh, it was, like I said, it was fantastic. Went to a Giants camp. The Middlesex County Fair was fantastic. That was a lot of fun Friday night. And... And uh, one of the things, though, that I noticed that I want to talk about, you all the great Jersey produce is in now, and all these roadside stands are popping up everywhere. And the thought of the roadside stand is I'm going to get a deal. I'm going to get a deal. You know, you go, to the, you go to ShopRite, Stop and Shop, wherever you go, and you see the prices. And a lot of times you tend to think, well, you know, eh, I could probably beat this on the road. Well, guess what? Those roadside stands, some of them are outrageous when it comes to the prices. And I don't know, maybe they're figuring, well, the perception is that it's going to be cheaper, so they're able to hit you for more money. Have you noticed this, or is it just me? Because... Um, my wife and I—we stopped at a produce stand yesterday. you know, let's hit one on the way back. Uh, in the mood for the summer vegetables, wanted the Jersey tomatoes. Wanted to make the tomato salad, and I'll tell you, you make the tomato salad. If you're um, you want a nice Italian tomato salad, what you do is you basically take a uh, tray of ice cubes, put them in a bowl, cut the tomatoes, Jersey tomatoes up, lay them over the ice, then you pour your olive oil. And your fresh garlic and your fresh basilic gall on top of that salt to taste Put a towel over it and just let the ice melt and when that happens uh, It's Cold But it doesn't make the tomatoes soggy they retain their crispness. and then you take a nice uh, stick bread nice loaf and you dunk in the water and you eat the tomatoes and you got a meal my friend uh, so I wanted to do that and I go to a produce stand and I couldn't believe what I was seeing because again you think you're going there for the deal right so the guy's got two he's got two tomatoes a big one and a small one five bucks a box five bucks a box for two tomatoes he's got uh, peppers a buck a piece and we're not talking about like the giant pepper today, Pittsburgh. We're talking about a little pepper, a buck a piece. And I'm like, you got to be crazy. I'm thinking, wait a minute. This is where I got- how bad are the prices? How much has inflation hit the produce market that this is what I'm paying for? So we said, you know, I said, you know, don't do this. Don't do this. I, I got to see if this is what it's like everywhere. You know, I got to see if this is the norm. So I go to this other place that I've been going to for years. And it's called uh, Paradise Produce. And it's down uh, Robbinsville. It's in Robbinsville. It's in Clarksville, Robbinsville Road. I put a blog about it. It was so good. I put a blog about it uh, up on nj1015.com. I did a post because, uh, and I even actually, it's one of those few times because you know, a lot of these times when you go to these roadside stands where they got the honor system, uh, what happens is you never see the people who run it. There's always just a box there, you put the money in. And, uh, you know, you take your vegetables. Well, I happened to meet the guy today. He happened to be lo- yesterday. He happened to be loading. And his name is Ernie. And we got to talking. Now, Ernie will give you corn for 75 cents, three for $2. Peppers, $3. A box of peppers. Not a pepper, not a buck a piece. Multiple peppers. Multiple peppers. <laughs> potatoes and onions, same thing. $3 a box. The Jersey tomatoes you got like four tomatoes and uh, They were like uh, a box of tomatoes like four tomatoes is only four bucks And there's at least four tomatoes in there and I got to talking to him. I said, you know, what's going on? You know, how bad is it? You know, how bad is the produce industry? What's the economy doing to you? And he says that you know uh, It's cost the cost to grow stuff is doubled the cost of fertilizer everything like that He goes, he raises price a little bit because, but some of these guys charge astronomical prices for stuff. I don't know if they're gouging people, but, you know. Uh, he says he's doing all right. He's not making a killing, but he is making a living. So what I want to ask you at one 283 1015 are you seeing a dramatic difference in the roadside produce prices when you shop? When you hit those roadside stands, are you still thinking, this is where I go to get a deal? Are you getting deals at the roadside stands? And if you are, let's share with the class. Where are the good roadside produce places in New Jersey? Where are the good places where you know and you're still getting a break? Or are you noticing when you go to the produce stands on the road that they're just as bad, if not worse, than what you're getting in the stores, because it's always been my perception, and I know like Shoprite, a lot of the you know the major grocery stores, they actually give you good deals now, because they know they're fighting the produce stands. So where are you? One 1015 How are you with the produce stands? Do you find yourself paying more, or are you still saving money? And if you are still saving money, where are the good produce stands? Where are the produce stands that you can go in your area, get a good deal? If I get enough, I'll do a post on NJ1015.com. If you have a produce stand and you were forced to raise your prices, tell me why. How bad is it for you? I mean, I'm serious. Like, $5 for two tomatoes, to me is outrageous. A buck a piece for a pepper? you got to be kidding me. 1-800-283-101.5. 1 800 283 101.5. We we'll started off there. Okay. Later on, we'll talk about Olivia Newton. John, uh, comedian John Franklin is going to call in. He was at a Hoboken nightclub with Jimmy Palumbo. Audie Lang showed up. We'll talk. Uh, it's going to be a great night. And it's so happy to be back. Have you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends at Pet Center in Oldbridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com. Today is New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Go to NJ1015.com and uh, do check out the Steve Trevelese's page. You're going to see the pictures I took at the Middlesex County Fair. It was fantastic. See the article on uh, Paradise Produce. Uh, how much are you seeing produce where you are? Are you paying more? Are you paying less? Uh, what percentage? Are you getting a better deal at the roadside produce stand than you're getting when you go, say, uh, on the road? You know, when you go into the stores. Pam is in Clarksburg on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Pam. Pam?
2: I'm here. Can you hear me?
3: Now I got you. How you doing?
2: Okay. I'm doing good. Um, I'm actually a sort of neighbor of yours. I've met up with you from time to time in Home Depot by accident, but you go around my house all the time to get to work. I'm on 524. Is that you, Pam? With a blue barn, yeah. That's me. And you don't wave? <laughs> I don't know if I see you. I wave. Oh, I okay. I'll wave no back. Much. My husband's home, and he tends to the chickens and he tends to our vegetables, which this year with this drought that we're having is really putting a crimp on things. I want everybody to know that. We have a small produce stand on a picnic table with a, I guess it's a rust colored umbrella. We don't have a name for it. But those products are sold from our yard, our own cucumbers, our own tomatoes, peppers, hopefully eggplant. And, yes, it is an honor system, but we started this 2008 when the recession hit. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. And we put a dollar a plate, and it's fairly generous. Um, it's organic.
3: Wait, a dollar a, a What do you mean by a dollar a plate?
2: We have paper plates down, and we would probably put three generous tomatoes on there. Uh-huh. Um, your strawberry-sized box of... Uh, um, um, cherry tomatoes the cherry tomatoes are really coming along but you know right now with this drought we haven't had any rain in our area for about three weeks if not more right. so we're watering twice a day and that's from a well and of course the chickens are stressed so for any of my people who are out there looking for our eggs that we've had forever um we did have to raise that price uh based on the feed and, and whatnot and maintenance but the chickens are very heat stressed so um it's right now we're only getting like four eggs a day which is hard
3: can't but, you get him some air conditioning? Right? Give him a little, you know, put a little, put, let him sit on, put the nest on a block of ice or something. I mean.
2: Well, well, it, it's not that simple. You see, um, animals need, I'm also a veterinarian, a small animal veterinarian. Really? Um, animals need uh, ventilation, but uh, they, don't, they don't do well with chill. Okay, so yes, uh-huh. you can have fans, but if you can appreciate it, you're not going to be laying an egg in a 100 degree temperature. And I don't blame them.
3: Oh, you've never seen me perform. What's that? You've never seen me perform. I um, can lay an egg. In, I can lay an egg in any temperature. Don't worry about a thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this whole thing's okay. an aberration. hey Now, uh, know, where are you located,
2: uh, Pam? On uh, right, Route 524, um, about a mile and a half past the horse park, going past Freehold. There's uh-huh. actually numerous stands in the area. Yeah, but we have noticed. We've noticed that. Um, uh you know it seems like the town closes up in the summer so it's hit and miss you know I mean we we keep checking uh, my husband is out there um he's um tending to everything all the time and so we don't keep much out one because of the heat and two because you know you do get people who don't believe in the honor system they don't leave anything so that happens not often and we do have regular customers but um you know you, you have to kind of It's not going to be like your big market. I do know there's things in the area that says local produce, but according to the Farm Bureau, they're now cracking down on what is local.
3: Really- oh, so so when you say, see, when you you the perception of the farm, the perception of the roadside stand is that it you gr- it is. well, that's the thing. Like you're thinking, I'm thinking, you're growing this all in your backyard, you're in your farm, and Mine you're is. taking it, and you are, and you're taking it, and you're saying you're making a place. So for a buck a plate, you're getting tomatoes and all kinds of different vegetable? That's a great price. Yeah, it, so it depends
2: on how the weather goes. I'm trying to come up with. Uh, fall cucumbers because usually those are great but you know cucumbers like water they and they need a lot of it and um i learned a lot well, i'll give a plug for art west up in um um west Haven farm mm-hmm. if you're listening art hello um he has tremendous hothouse tomatoes that he starts basically the day after uh christmas now I don't know if those are still going on, but he also has a little wagon halfway down his road. He's technically an Allentown address, but he's way past me. Uh-huh. Um, well, listen, uh huh. i going toward Allentown.
3: Do this. Sorry? Can you take some pictures and send them to us through the through the app? Okay. Send us some pictures through the app. I'll do a post. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, it looks like something like, you know, out in West Virginia or whatever. It's real Uh simple, it's real traditional. You know what?
3: Send some pictures of the stand and pictures of, make up a plate of what you would get for a dollar on the plate. Okay. All right, you send it to us. I'll put it up on the website.
2: Yeah. And where you are, and
3: where you're located, of course.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's word of mouth, it's it's visual drive by. You know, a lot of people going uh, through for great adventure or they're going for um, the shore. But I do see places that, you know, if you see a fair amount of produce, I just want to let you all know, that's mm-hmm. not being grown in their backyard.
3: All right. Pam, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Paul's in Upper Freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Paul. Hey, Steve. How's
4: it going? I know you live in Roosevelt. And I Come by.
3: Hey. You stay. where, Paul, you're breaking up. Can you, uh, can you like, can you, like, Face yourself, stand on one foot and look to the left. Paul? I think I lost him. Paul, you, are you there, Paul? Well, Paul. Paul? This is like Green Acres. You know, this is like, remember the phone pole? You gotta go up on top of the pole and do a talk, right? I think I lost him. Paul, call back. I'm just kidding. 1 800 283 101.5. Where are the good produce stands? You know, in New Jersey, are you seeing like, are you seeing a dramatic rise in roadside produce? And we're hearing like, you know, sometimes people are, the roadside stands are important to produce, I guess, to give you the impression that uh, it's being grown there. But I'm not worried so much about the impression as much as I'm worried about the uh, the price and how much we can afford. Uh, hold on, Paul. Paul, hey, we got you back. Paul, how you doing? Paul? Paul? Oh, Paul. I know you're there, Paul. Paul, you there? You got to tell. If you hit the mute button, I think that could be what it is. Because I hear the effects. I'm just not hearing you. Now you're in upper freehold. Are you there? Paul? Well, Paul. All right, Paul, call back. We will definitely get you on. Uh, figure out, maybe go to a different phone because I really do want to hear from you. 1-800-283-101.5. There are varying prices on produce stands. You know, where are the good ones? Where are the bad ones? I'm more concerned with the good ones. Where can you get a good deal on produce? Because today we got to get a good deal on anything. But I'm noticing, like, at some of these places where the prices are just gone. Have you noticed this, like, with the produce stands, where they're just much more expensive than they used to be?
5: You know, I haven't, but in my defense, I don't do a lot of rural driving. So everything I do is kind of on a main drag. I just don't see produce stands on my regular commute. But the Jersey City Green Market at Grove Street, that's that's the place to go. Oh, yeah? The yeah. Jersey
3: City Green Market on Grove Street. Mm-hmm. Okay, Have they, uh, their prices gone up?
5: Well, yeah, I mean, their price, you know, they're pretty, I I would say, higher than what you would think would be from like a farm stand. Right. But, you know, organic or however it comes, it's really good. You just pay a premium for it.
3: Yeah, but you know what? If it's really good, it's worth it. 730. Now, the latest New Jersey news by the All American Auto Group, number one in New Jersey. They offer Ford, Subaru, Blue Advantage certified used vehicles, and Jordan tow trucks. Always an award winning experience. Locations in Old Bridge, Point Pleasant, Brick, Hackensack, and Paramus. Visit All American Auto Steve Trevalese. 1 283 101.5 is the number. I was hoping to get Paul on, right? Paul. Called back. We got him in a good zone where we could hear him. And uh, he stays through the entire break and just hangs up like five seconds ago. All right, Paul, give a call back now. We'll get you on. 1-800-283-101.5. Talking about the uh, the roadside produce stands in New Jersey. Have you seen the price gone up uh, in some places more than others? What's it like by you? Uh, Steve's in Mendham on New Jersey 101.5. steve oh.
6: Hey, Steve. How are you tonight?
3: Good. How you doing?
6: Good. Hey, I caught a little water on your uh, fire there about the roadside stand.
7: Tell me about
6: them. All right. So where I live in Mendham, Mendham, Chester, Long Valley, Bedminster. There's a lot of those roadside stands and people who put out farm fresh eggs from their own chickens, so on and so forth. Right. only problem is when you drive by on garbage day, you see the 30 dozen crates like boxes that they bought at Restaurant Depot. Hm. Mm-hmm. Thirty dozen eggs.
3: So they're not exactly. That's what I mean. Like we had somebody call earlier say that she actually grows her stuff, and uh, then you get people who are just uh, under the I guess what the guise of a roadside produce stand where they just like you said, you know, going and buying from the Sam's Club and sticking it out there.
6: Absolutely. Or if you go to the market on say like they have the Saturday and Sunday markets in different towns, and uh Bernardsville they have one. They got two trucks there from the farm selling produce. The only problem is you see them uncrating, say, the eggplant in the 20-pound case and then putting it into, like, baskets to make it look like it came from a farm.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but if the price is right, do you care?
6: No, but the price isn't right. That's the problem. If you want to block down the shop, you'd buy it cheaper at shop, right? But people are paying a premium because they think it's...
3: They think they're paying cheaper. Yeah.
6: right, And it's not cheaper.
3: That's it. You gotta really pay attention because like I said, you go you go into the shop, You go into the major store and you're thinking, Oh, I'm gonna buy produce here. I'm gonna go to the roadside because I'm gonna get a deal. And then you go to get the deal and you see like oh my God, what happened? Exactly. <laughs> All right, Steve. Well, thanks for the call to New Jersey one oh one point five. Jack is in bedminster on New Jersey one oh one point five. Hi, Jack. How you doing,
1: Steve? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm calling. I'm a
8: corn aficionado. A
1: corn aficionado.
9: Defend, okay.
8: Yes. I'm calling to defend some of the larger supermarkets who do buy from local farms. I mean, they're big commercial farms, specifically a Donaldson's farm near uh, Hackettstown. Right. Supplies a lot of shop rates and a lot of Wegmans. And once you eat their corn, you'll never go to anyone else. You'll never go to a roadside uh, stand. I think part of it is the large supermarkets refrigerate everything. They don't put it in a, in a on a table and throw a wet uh, burlap bag over it and expect it to be taste well at the end of the day. So uh, Donaldson's Farm. If you if you never had their corn, look at a shop right, look at a Wegmans. When they say local foreign, ask whether it's from there, and you will not go wrong.
3: All right. Donaldson's Farm near Hackettstown. Jack, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. one Like I said, I'm driving around, noticing that, you know, you're thinking that you're going to get a great deal from the roadside produce stands. And a lot of places you do. I found a place uh, that I got a great deal on. I put it up on nj1015.com. Call me. Tell me where you get great deals at roadside produce stands, and uh, we'll put it up on the website so that this way, you know, more people will come to your stand. Uh, but like I said, you know, there's uh, I saw a guy selling tomatoes two for five dollars. That's a lot of money for Jersey tomatoes. I love Jersey tomatoes, and one big once more, you know. And then I see another place where the guy's got a box of four of them, and he's asking four dollars. And they're big, nice, ripe-sized tomatoes. Uh, and I put that on nj1015.com with pictures and everything. So, you know, where are the good places? I'm not going to give anybody any negative publicity. I'm not going to name the place where I saw the two tomatoes for $5. Pepper's a buck apiece. Um, but again, it's like I'm wondering, I saw that. And I'm saying, is this just people? Because the thought process here is that I'm growing this stuff in my backyard. So, like I said to my wife, if I'm paying $2, $5 for two tomatoes, why don't I just get, uh, hold on, Paul, you there?
4: Yeah, uh, I just cut off, so.
3: Now I got you, Paul. I put you right on, Paul. I interrupted my whole train of thought, which is a good thing, to put you on. Talk to me. How are you, pal?
4: Yeah, well, Steve said call back, so is this Steve?
3: This is Steve.
4: Oh, Steve, are you living up... I live in Upper Philly? You probably stopped at my place over there.
3: Well, where, uh, Co- where are you located?
4: Cox Corner, right off Exit 11.
3: No, no, no. I know where you are. You got usually have the... You got a really... Like uh, the house with the flags and the pies and everything. Yeah. Oh, I know. that. I'm not talking about you, but I know you.
4: Well, we charge a lot. You know, two tomatoes would be $5 because they're actually you know, two ninety nine a pound. So we would put a big, large one for three and a small one for two. Right. So that's exactly what we do. So I thought you were talking about me, but I wasn't upset. I'm just...
3: No, 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 no. I mean, like, I'm looking at buckets of, like, baskets of four. But answer me this, though. Do you compete with the stores? You're supposed to be... I guess my perception is that you're supposed to be cheaper. I, I'm going to go to the roadside stand because I'm thinking you're growing all this stuff in your backyard. is not costing you that much. And like I was just about to say, if I'm going to pay $5 for two tomatoes, I right. might as well go buy a tomato plant and raise them all myself. No? Well, they, they're probably
4: better than the store bought. You know, they're, they're fresh tomatoes from Jersey and, uh, you know, some things are more expensive than other. And of course there's waste. There's, you don't sell everything, so you have to throw a lot of stuff out, you know?
3: You got to learn to make the gravy, Paul. You make the gravy?
4: Yeah. Well, we do. We make salsa.
3: You you know, you make everything. Like i see, seen, you've got the pies out there, and you're very theme-oriented. You got you got an action stand. Send us some pictures through the app. I'll put them up on the website.
4: Did you buy any pies before and bake it?
3: I, you know what? I have not, but I will. Because you know what it is? I, I make the turn, and I'm usually in a rush to get home. But I intend to buy pies, because I've seen them. They look damn good.
4: Yeah, come under the carport. It's a self-help. And we got outstanding pizzas. Five for $4 is a good price.
3: You're doing pizza?
4: Yeah, peaches.
3: Oh, peaches. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, that is a good price, five for $4. All right, yeah. And you know what? If you can, send us some pictures through the app, okay? All right,
4: I will. I mean, we got an outstanding place here. It's all on our system. And the corn is reasonable. you know. And... There's a lot of waste that's why people have to charge more you know.
3: Are you noticing though that people are charging more now? do you think people are taking advantage because everybody's charging for everything or is it really the just dramatic increase is justified?
4: Well, I think they're not charging more. It's just yeah, everything's expensive like they like you're talking about before. the fertilizer and they got to run irrigation systems which cost you know diesel and electricity everything went up so they do have to charge more yes
3: all right and uh everything you sell is homegrown
4: no some of it is but i get it from local sources you know it's all jersey fresh i promote jersey fresh i you know i like to get not pennsylvania you know more jersey local people you know
3: yeah no that's great paul i'm glad i'm glad i waited for you to get through i'm glad you got through thanks for calling
4: you have to come by and buy the baked goods and the vegetables some are more expensive than others like of course But,
3: uh, you know, that's the way it is. So come by and enjoy the uh, baked goods. All right. I'll come by and say hi. Paul, thanks for and buy something. Paul, thanks for New Jersey 101.5. Ron, hang on. Everybody loves summer, but it's so short. And you really only have a few months before the warmest weather is gone. But if you still have that nagging pain, you need to do something about it now so you can enjoy the rest of the summer. Stop thinking it's just your age and you have to live with it. It's not about, it's not, and you don't. Thankfully, my friends at Trinity Rehab can help. Trinity Rehab will. have you back to having fun with family and friends and back doing what you want or need to do. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. And no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in flemington toms river and woodcliffe lake so you know there's one near you get the most out of summer before it's gone for more details visit trinity-rehab.com that's trinity-rehab.com and- Brought to you by Casino Pier. Casino Pier, Breakwater Beach, and Seaside Heights is classic Jersey Shore fun for everyone. Be on the lookout for lots of free events like princess sing-alongs, character appearances, live animal shows, even magic, illusions, and fire shows. Surf on over to Casino Piernj.com for schedules and details. Steve Trevilise. 1-800-283-101.5. Talking about those roadside stands. Now all the Jersey vegetables are out. Now you're thinking, boy, am I going to get a great deal. I'm not going to spend this money in the supermarket when I can go to the roadside stand and get a better deal. And then you go to the roadside stand and you see like tomatoes are like two for five hours. And uh, one of them's big, one of them is small. I get the price per pound thing, but I don't know, maybe it's an optical illusion. Because I go someplace else and I see four nice-sized tomatoes for $4. Uh, where are the good deals? And do you feel that some of these stands are taking advantage by uh, of, of the inflation that's all around us by just charging more? A buck of pepper? Seriously? I've seen it. Ron's in Deptford on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Ron.
10: Hey, Paul. How you doing tonight? I'm good. How about you? Good. Now, having a cigar on the uh, porch to join the show as always got a uh, a quick story for you i'm talking to a fella up in the princeton area right. 206 and we're talking about roadside stands and he said uh, about 10 years ago he stopped at one of them uh he became infatuated with the young lady that waited on him went back the next day and 10 years later and two kids they're happily married
3: how about that you know what some guys go to produce stand they just want to get tomatoes <laughs>
10: Well, I don't know if it was the tomatoes or the
3: peaches, whatever it was. Uh, he-, he got a tomato. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. <laughs> you know what? That, that's an amazing story. And, you know, uh, today that wouldn't even happen because today very few people are at the produce stand, right? Most of them now, they just leave the honor box.
10: Right, right. Yeah, yep. a little different uh, twist on things.
3: That is, that is a great story. Now, what about you? When you go, Where's your best produce stand? Where do you go to get the good deals, Ron?
10: Well, I travel from my company all over uh, South Jersey and central Jersey, and uh I just stop at the uh the ones to me that look like they have the best stuff no uh no individual of course, we have one down here called Stellas, which they're uh renowned for their corn that oh, they yeah? sell them by the the sack I forget like five dozen for thirty bucks, and people just rave over how sweet the corn is
3: Where's Stellas.
10: Cells would be like
3: in in the Sickerville area. Uh huh. Wow. You know what? This is the time of year, and nothing beats it. Oh, the corn is so sweet. It's such. You know what? If you ever want to go on a Jersey diet, this would be the time. Between the corn, the tomatoes, the blueberries, uh, it's amazing.
10: And a good cucumber salad? Come on, man.
9: Does it get any better?
3: It does not get any better. Ron, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, one 283 1015 Go to nj1015.com, and you'll see my, uh, my story on uh, Paradise Produce and their prices. And I'm going to get something up from uh, what everyone has been sending me. We'll do a second post about all the great produce stands in New Jersey. So if you're looking for a place to shop, you'll know where the best places are. Are you ready to work with an agent? who does more than put a sign in your yard. Robert Tukanski of Remax First Advantage will help you get your home sold fast for the most money possible. Susanna wanted to move to Texas where her family lived to get her Sayerville home sold. She listed it with Rob and his team. You know what happened? In just 12 days on the market, there were 14 showings and multiple offers getting the home sold for $658,000, which was $59,000 over the list price. Robert Tukanski has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Rob's multi-million dollar marketing strategy and experienced negotiating attracts the best offer from the most qualified buyers. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukanski at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at RobSellsNJ.com. That's RobSellsNJ.com or Google RobSellsNJ and start begging.
1: Weekday mornings, share your...
3: I think that was cough on me. Sorry about that. Steve Trevalese, back from vacation, learning how to work aboard. Number to get through is 1-800-283-101.5. I'll be off again on Thursday. Giants-Patriots first exhibition game. Uh, first major fight breaking out at Giants camp. Well, that's not what I want to talk about right now. Uh, we got a call earlier saying that uh, the lights had gone out on the Point Pleasant Boardwalk and people were leaving. We'll be checking in on that for you. Ryan, come in here. Ryan Bissell is my producer tonight. Uh, I couldn't believe, you know, this is this is like uh, th- this is like generational. Olivia Newton-John passed away today. And uh, Olivia Newton-John played, played so much a part in many of the lives of people in their 50s and 60s. Uh, of Guy, she was the first crush. Uh, yeah, Who will ever remember with uh, Olivia Newton-John? It's from 2002, and uh, she's on stage. She calls John Travolta to the stage. Sandy and uh, Danny back together. And uh, they're a little older now, but they still got it. She has had such a good look to her. I mean, it's, it's, it's so sad. 73 years old, she passed away. Uh, She's been battling cancer forever. Uh, and I just, I guess, want to get your thoughts on it. I give you John Travolta's thoughts on it. My dearest Olivia, you made all our lives so much better. Uh, captioned the throwback photo of Olivia. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much. We'll see you down the road, and we'll all be together again. Uh, Yours from the moment I saw you and forever, your Danny, your John. And this is from 2002, when the DVD release of Grease came out. And you know what? She still looks great. I mean, you gotta admit that this was, uh, this movie uh, about a bunch of high school kids. Not one of those kids looked like they were young enough to be in high school.
11: Oh, he didn't care. It was Olivia Newton-John. Exactly. That, that's what you see all the time. Like, you know, Seth Rogen playing high school until he's like 28, you know? Yeah, all right, come on, man. Can you get some
3: kids to do this? But you know what? When you, when you hear the voice, you need the talent of an Olivia Newton-John That's to cool. be able to do that role right. And you know what? They didn't have spandex in those days. Yeah. So they actually had to
11: sew her into those pants. <laughs> For real. D- now, I know with a lot of musicals, they don't necessarily have them singing it. Was that is she actually a singer? She's a singer. Things, like you said, you know, anyone who's like, I don't know, under 50 doesn't know as much about her.
3: Olivia Newton-John was an amazing story. You know, she battled breast cancer forever. Um, Had an incredible voice, a string of hits throughout the 70s. It was more like, have you never been mellow? I honestly love you. Lots of, uh, you know, lots of chart toppers. And then she, uh, in the late 70s, like after Greece. Got uh, a lot more physical, you know, physical was one of her songs. Uh, magic was a oh, song. I know those songs. Okay. Have to believe I magic was Olivia. Yeah. Let's get physical was Olivia. Uh, she's so hot. <laughs> and uh, she passed away at 73 and you watch that YouTube and you see her and Travolta just interact like in between the singing, like the way they look at each other and how much fun the two of them are having uh, and she meant so much to so many people who are around my age and I'm looking at people saying, you know, my first crush, this is like the passage of time my first crush is now gone you know, and there was so many uh, for you know, for so many guys for so many women, for so many guys mm-hmm. Olivia Newton-John meant so much so i guess what i'm going to do here is open the phones 1-800-283-101.5 if you have any thoughts on olivia newton john's passing uh what she meant to you what the movie meant to you like i said the thing about greece uh, everybody was too old to be in high school those kids got left back a lot yeah you know, and I mean, yeah,
11: and Stockard Channing, you know, she, so she's, she's got the voice of like a 40 year old and she's singing like she's in high school. Exactly. They probably had to like shave half of them. Like every time they like walked off screen, they're like, she's sh- sh- pushing back out. <laughs> Quick, get back out of there. You're, you're <laughs>
3: only, and a lot of times they used to do that. There was a movie, the Babe Ruth story where William Bendix all the way back in like, I don't know, the thirties and they had William Bendix playing Babe Ruth at the age of like 13. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Big giant Babe Ruth going in there. But uh, so so you don't have like an Olivia Newton, and you're too young for Olivia Newton, John.
11: Yeah, I, I guess that she. Yeah, a little too old for me, I guess. I, my generation had like you know Jennifer Lawrence. Or, oh yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. She's still alive. Had a machine guy,
3: but right, but Olivia Newton John. You know that. The old, what what did the movie Grease mean to you?
11: Oh, the movie Grease. See, that's the best way to go. Olivia Newton John for your generation. Yeah, because I mean, who hasn't seen that film? Um, I saw it for the first time probably in the middle of high school. That was kind of when I started getting into musicals and stuff. Right. And. I just remember being, A, blown away that um, you know John Travolta could sing like that. Uh, I, once again, not sure if that was him, but... No, I, no, that was him. He, that had was him?
3: A, he played... Now, John Travolta was in a sitcom in 1975, like around there, called Welcome Back Cotta. Okay. And he played Vinnie Barbarino. That's how he pretty much began. He did a couple of commercials, and then he got that, and that catapulted him. Uh, to a movie called Blowout, another movie called Urban Cowboy. Of course, the big iconic Saturday Night Fever. You oh, know, yeah. Once he got Saturday Night Fever, the whole world changed. Saturday Night <laughs> Fever was, you know, five B.G. songs that all went, you know, top five on the Billboard in nineteen seventy seven. Saturday Night Fever explodes in nineteen seventy eight. Grease. He comes back with Grease with Olivia Newton John. Yeah. And that exploded. And each had their own impression. The thing about Saturday Night Fever, which is sad, because as great a movie as it is, and now it's getting more recognition, there was a time when people were so pissed at disco that they just didn't want it. In fact, the Bee Gees had to lay low for a while. And they actually were, they, they, there was this, people just turned, everybody loved disco. And then out of nowhere, everybody hated disco. And well, they drove the beaches in the submission for a while there. They're writing songs for other people. And it's something Is it safe to come out yet? And they pop up. Uh but they, they wrote like alive. Islands in the Stream for Kenny Rogers. They wrote Greece for Frankie Valley saying Greece, okay. who I saw last week at the uh, Hard Rock. It was an incredible show. Eighty-eight years old this guy is. That's how old Frankie Valley is? He's eight. I hope when I'm eighty-eight years old, I could just walk on the stage and stand for two hours. He walked, he, saw, he walked, he talked, he sang, <laughs> he told stories, Dang. full band, uh, a really, really well done show. And the Bee Gees wrote Grease and he sang it. He, that was Wait, his hit. the
11: movie Grease was written by the Bee Gees? The, or movie, the, the song Grease. Oh, the song written. Grease. Grease is the word. Yeah,
3: that was written by. Oh, okay. That was written by the Bee Gees. Too, too many, really too many greases it. flying around. A lot right of now. grease, <laughs> a lot of grease going on right now. Uh, but one 1015 If anyone has to, wants to comment on Olivia Newton John, if any, uh, what did Olivia Newton John mean to you? Um, Your favorite Olivia Newton-John song, story, movie, whatever. I'd love to hear from you. 1-800-283-101.5. Everybody loves summer, especially you, right? But it's so short. You really only have a few months before the warmest weather is gone. If you still have that nagging pain, you need to do something about it now so you can enjoy the rest of summer. Stop thinking it's just your age and you have to live with it. It's not. You don't thankfully my friends that Trinity Rehab can help Trinity Rehab will have you back to having fun with family and friends back to doing what you want or need to do call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy it's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue enhances healing frees you from the pain fast in fact most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in new jersey and pennsylvania like the newest ones in flemington tom's river and woodcliffe lake so you know there's one near you get the most out of summer before it's gone for more details visit trinity-rehab.com that's trinity-rehab.com here's new jersey 101.5 fast traffic (laughs) Weather brought to you by PSE&G. PSE&G offers discounts, rebates, and services that can save you energy and money at home and at work. Find out at pseng.com slash energy efficiency today. Uh, Steve Troubles, 1-800-283-101.5. Go to nj1015.com. See uh, the pictures I took from the Middlesex County Fair on Friday. You know, the Middlesex County Fair was such a great time. There was this stand that was next to me. Uh, Moms, London broil. Moms, charbecued London broil. I couldn't find mom anywhere, but there were like 50 guys all wearing mom's T-shirts. One says, uh, I made my mom. The other one says, mom's son. The other one says, mom this, mom that. Everybody had a mom. All read these these mom shirts. And for two hours, I'm sitting there, and I could like smell this delicious London broil. And they're ready to leave, and the guy's like, you want a sandwich? And I'm like,
0: yeah, they want a sandwich.
3: It was the most amazing. I put pictures of the London broil. I put pictures of the stand. Uh, most places... You, um, uh, like with, with London broil, you know, piled high on a sandwich, you bite in and you figure you're going to be pulling some London broil out of it. You know what I mean? You're going to have to, you're going to pull a few pieces out of that. Oh no, this was like, like butter melted in your mouth. You you, you went right through it. It was delicious. And, um, But all the, I mean, like there were so many different food stands. County fairs are cool because they're so local. Everybody there, right? They don't come from all over the world to get there. You know, you don't get the bennies. You don't get all that craziness. Uh, They're just there to have a good time. Everybody knows everybody. A lot of agriculture there. You know, uh, there were lots of rides and stuff. What wasn't there was my children, because uh, you know they're at that age now. Where, uh, you know, they don't want to go on rides anymore. They want to go to state fairs. They, they want to be on their own. They want to be with their friends. So they were down in Seattle City at my beach house with a couple of their football friends. They're football-playing friends. They all play for Town High School. Go Rams. And uh, they were on their own. We took them down. Uh, my wife had them drop them off at the basketball courts in the center of town. They go. They make friends. They get in games. Later, they go. They walk around town. They eat. You know, they're the cool kids. You know. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, But... I heard Dennis and Judy talking about this. I saw Dennis's post about how old uh, kids can be. At what age in New Jersey can you legally leave your kids alone? And I'm thinking, like, as I'm watching my 15-year-old twins, most of what made me who I am today happened when I was 15 living in Union City. And I still, I talked to my friend Timmy Burden tonight. I mean, you know, I talk to my, I still keep in touch with everybody from up there. And... Then you look, at, you look at your 15-year-old sons, and you're like, there must be some kind of a disconnect in the generations. Uh, but you see, like, they're doing the same thing. Like, they're living. And I'm wondering, just throwing this out there, as we talk about Olivia Newton-John, who, uh, by the way, uh, she died after repeated treatments for cancer, her family announced, at the age of 73. But when you see, like, uh, Greece, you know, it's a movie about high school kids being on their own. So I want to ask you, at 1-800-283-101.5, how old were you when you were first left alone? And how old are your kids? Because in New Jersey, there really isn't any age. There's no set law in New Jersey on when you can leave your child home alone. So how old were you? when you were left home alone, how old are you, are, were your children or are your children or do you, you know, will your children be when you can leave them home alone? one 800 I guess a lot of it depends on where you live. A lot of it depends on how educated your children are, how much, by that I mean, you know, how much you can tell them to be careful, but do they really understand it? Can they really handle themselves? Do you really trust them uh, in situations where they may need to act when they're home alone? First thing comes to mind 911, right? But after that, you know, uh, luckily I live in a town where you could be a kid longer. You know, Roosevelt's a cool town. They got a lot of kids that live around them. So at night when they go out, you know, we don't worry as much. And then you see that because they grew up in Roosevelt and they grew up with a lot of kids around them. And, and it's such a small town that we could easily just, you know, trust them that they're coming in 10, 11 o'clock at night, midnight. All right, We know where they are. They're not exactly leaving town. Like when I grew up in Union City. And here's the other thing. My parents had no idea. Your parents had no idea where you were. Right. You took off. And all they wanted to know was, you better be home for 5 o'clock. You better be home for the curfew. And not five oh one. You better be home for 5 o'clock. Right? Today, they go out. But they got the phones. So you can always keep track. You know, my wife is texting him and texting him and texting him. Uh, hold on. James is in Morristown on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, James. Hey, Steve. How's it going, buddy? I missed you last week. I'm uh, back now, James. Good to be back into your voice.
8: Hey, I, I got a Olivia Newton thing, but first with the Giants. Are they on TV tomorrow? The, uh, the other night, do you know what channel they're on? Nine.
3: I think they would probably be on channel four.
8: Four. Okay. Cool. All right. Olivia Newton John. I, yeah, I had a big crush on her when I was, you know, when she was doing Greece, and I heard that story you were saying about how they had to like sew her into the pants. They had to the,
3: because they didn't have spandex back then, so they literally sewed her into the into those pants.
8: They were so tight. I remember that. Yeah, right. But she wasn't really a sex pot at all. You know, she was like a good girl, you know?
3: That's what made her a sex pot. You know, right. that's and then like, and here's the thing like, she, she's a good girl. And, you know, like in the early part of the 70s, like, I honestly love you. She's this, she's the girl next door. And, and your heart goes out to her and you love her. She's the girl you want to take home to mother. Right, right. And then after Greece. And then she does physical and magic, and the whole persona changed. Now she's the girl you don't want to take home to mother uh, for a while yet, you know? She was from Australia,
8: right? She was from Australia, yeah,
3: absolutely.
8: That's a shame to hear that, yeah. All right, Steve, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll give you a call tomorrow
3: night. All right, James, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. So getting back to, like, how old were you when you were first left alone without the supervision of your parents? How old are your kids? And like I was saying, you know, the difference is, like, back in the day, we didn't have the cell phone. So when we were alone, we were alone. Right, well, you got to get to a phone to make a call today. My kids are constantly getting texted and all that. I stay away from it. How old were you when you were left alone?
5: You know. I want to say it was in the 11, 12, 13 range where I think it was something like that. I remember around the summers where we wouldn't have a babysitter and we would have to call mom at work. Hey, can we drive our bikes down to so-and-so's house, you know, get permission and do that. But Well, that's the other
3: thing. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing, too. You know, like uh, you got to get permission and, you know, but you're not, you know, like today with the phones. Oh, yeah. It's like you're not really alone. No. You, know, you could think you're alone, but, you know.
5: They can always get a hold of you.
3: Uh huh. And how old is uh, Liam going to be when he gets to be left alone? 35, 40. Yeah,
5: <laughs> Caleb and Liam will probably. I'll put the ankle bracelet on them in a few years <laughs> and have them at all, at all costs.
3: 830. Now the latest. Steve Trebellese. 1 eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. 283 101.5. A uh, very interesting story at NJ1015.com by Michael Simons. Marijuana is legal in New Jersey, but it could cause gun owners. Now, we talked about before uh, the idea of police officers uh, being allowed to use marijuana. Since uh, recreational marijuana, which is legal now in New Jersey, uh, since they're on the job and uh, could have to use their guns. And we've also had uh, PBA President Pat Colligan commenting on it as well. This is a little different, though, because this is what about people? You know, what about regular gun owners? Should you be allowed to own a gun if you're a marijuana user? Uh, New Jersey now, you can legally buy marijuana by choice. And uh, thanks to the Supreme Court, uh, more and more residents are allowed to carry guns due to Supreme Court ruling. But if the same person does both, they could find themselves in trouble. Federal law still treats cannabis as a dangerous Schedule One drug, despite uh, what New Jersey and other states say. This is Michael's writing. Under federal law, therefore, it remains illegal for someone to possess a gun if they are an unlawful user of narcotics, even if it's only used for medical purposes. Now, Bill Caruso leads the cannabis law group as a partner at the Archer Law Firm. Said he hasn't heard of someone running into legal issues with a firearm because they bought legal marijuana, but it is. legitimate concern and how do you feel about this if you're a gun owner should you be using marijuana if you're using marijuana should you want a gun firearm permits and cannabis are never a mix medical or otherwise caruso said in practical legal terms yes the use of cannabis of any type disqualifies you from a firearms permit that's generally the viewpoint he says it's particularly troubling for medical marijuana patients because to be eligible you have to register with the state but now the marijuana can be purchased by any adult for recreational use they're not on the list for that unless they pay with a credit card or sign up with the dispensary dispensaries affinity program for discounts uh, frequent shopper offers in the adult use setting there's no record of your transaction says Caruso so, most transactions at a dispensary are handled in cash due to concerns in the banking industry about the interacting in a business the federal government doesn't see as legitimate. People can pay with credit, and some parts of the marijuana industry have their own credit card system. So, uh, 1-800-283-101.5. If you're a marijuana user, if you're buying recreational weed, do you own a gun? And if that's the case, how do you keep them separated? How do you balance that? you can call anonymously uh, i'm not expecting everyone who buys weed to simply say well i'm just going to sell my gun i'm going to get rid of my guns now and by the same token uh, does every gun owner responsibly say and i just want to get your own view if you own a gun do you consciously not use weed or if you use a gun if you own a gun and you are a marijuana user how do you handle that and again, if you want to call anonymously, do you say to yourself, if I get high, i um, are going to lock my gun up anyway, but I'm not going near it for any reason. I'm imagining, <clears throat> regardless of what the law said, it's being done. Uh, bang or bong. eatontown based gun rights lawyer Evan Knappen has discussed the topic a few times in his gun lawyer podcast and puts it this way. Bang or bong, you can't have both. A lot of folks really find it hard to believe that something that is sanctioned and lawful by the state uh, still screws you out of your gun rights at the federal level. Well, how do you deal with that? If you own a gun, do you not use marijuana? If you use marijuana, do you not own a gun? Is there anyone who tries to do both? Should you be allowed to do both? You know, we talked about police officers, and, you know, my view on that is that police officers should not uh, take, you know, use marijuana if they're on the job because it stays in your system too long. And I say that only because I don't want an officer to blow his career over weed. one 800 1015 Rich is in Sayreville. What's up, Rich? It's me. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. The
1: voice of reason. Cause you answer the
3: phones tonight, too? I what do. You're all I, over the place. You know what? I was just scrubbing the bathrooms during a commercial. And I think <laughs> I better get in here. Because the voice of reason is called. When you take a vacation from this place, man, they put you to work when you come back.
1: Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Everything Everything goes to hell.
3: You tell me about it. So so tell me, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, I I spoke. You know, weed. I don't own a gun. But even if I did own a gun, I wouldn't be smoking weed and pulling out the gun and running around trying to fire it. I mean, you either go to the range or whatever reason you have it. You're not going to do both. And I find it interesting that you can still drink alcohol and own a gun.
3: Well, here's the thing, though. So by using that thing, what is the space? Like, Say you have a drink or you have a smoke. And do you say to yourself... I'm gonna now that I'm doing this, I'm not gonna touch my gun for X amount of days or X amount of time or whatever. Or you know, how how do you I'm interested in knowing like how people who are not governed by, you know, the job of a police officer or something like that. I can't go to work with this. But how do you normally yeah, govern I, yourself in that situation?
1: Right. Well, I mean I'm not a cop or anything else like that, but and I, I would think that the police are gonna have their own rules for this. Uh, Just like DOT, you know, DOT driving, you know, if you have a CDO license, you can't smoke pot, whether it's legal in your
3: state or not. Right. But this isn't but this isn't tied to a job, though. I'm just saying, okay, forget about all the forget about the, the drivers, forget about the police officers. They can you know, they have a responsibility to the job. I'm talking about the responsibility to yourself. I own a gun, I, mean, I smoke pot. Right. How do you, I'm interested in knowing, like, how people balance that. I have a drink, I have a gun. If I'm drinking, I'm not going near my gun for how long? Until I wake up tomorrow morning right. with a hangover? So
1: alcohol, I, I mean, alcohol will affect you, I think, longer than weed will. Weed will stay in your system longer, but alcohol is going to make you impaired longer. So, I, I mean, you know, with each of those two things... You know, depending on your metabolism and how much you drink, that, you know, I mean, if you're at a party and you're drinking, you know, for the weekend, keep the gun locked away. You're not going to touch it for at least two three days.
3: All right. How about this? As you were saying, but how about this? You're, you're smoking. Let's go smoking, right? You're smoking. You have a good night. You go to sleep. You hear something in the middle of the night. <laughs> You wake up, uh, there's someone in the house, you go get your gun, you're right to bear arms, to defend yourself, and uh, next thing you know, cops show up, gun gets fired, marijuana's in your system, you're screwed, right? Yeah, but marijuana could be in your system from last week.
1: Again, you know what I'm you're That's screwed. The thing.
3: But you're still yeah. screwed. All right, Rich, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. We got Chris, we got Keith, we got somebody else buzzing in. All right, we're talking about now uh, New Jersey. You can recreationally buy a marijuana, you can own a gun. How do you handle doing both if, in fact, you are? You can listen on. 1.5. Weather brought to you by Bilare. For a limited time, Bellare is offering a 10% discount on nearly every type of home remodeling project they offer, including their expert handyman services. Call 908-725-8401 or visit BilareNJ.com for some details. Some conditions apply. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. How about this? You can legally buy marijuana in New Jersey. You can also own a gun. You can carry a gun in New Jersey, according to a Supreme Court ruling. How do you do both? Should you do both? 1-800-283-101.5. Let's talk to Chris in Monmouth, in New Jersey, 101.5. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Well, I just, the the, fact,
1: the point I want to get across is, it's are around
6: a group of people drinking, a group of people smoking weed, I guarantee you, you're going to get more problems out of a group of people smoking or, or drinking than smoking weed.
3: Yeah, agreed, but the problem is that's not the way to, the law, alcohol, now both are legal. It's not a question of which is worse. Uh, if, you, if you smoke weed, should you own a gun, or how long should you stay away from your gun? Right, I mean, because marijuana stays in your system for longer than alcohol. You get drunk the next morning, you're 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 over. It's so a hangover. That's it. I understand that. Right. But my argument is, if you can own a gun
1: and drink, but you can't own a gun and smoke. I mean, it
3: just doesn't make sense. The thing is, it's not that you, but that, but the, the difference, Chris, is that it's not that you can't own a gun and drink. You can own a gun and drink, just don't have alcohol in your system if you use the gun. And the same thing with marijuana. Now, the problem here is that marijuana stays in your system longer. So if you smoke on Sunday, Use the gun on right. Friday. For some reason, uh, you commit a crime with that gun, or something happens—God forbid—with that gun. And now you—the police are involved, and they test you. You're screwed if they Understood. find marijuana Understood. in your system.
12: It's in your system.
3: That's my point.
12: Were you right now? Were you impaired when 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 it actually happened? Is the question right?
3: Well, that's a question they have to solve. But if you've got it in your system, right. you're screwed.
11: Right, I think at that uh,
3: point, that question gets answered. No. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, it's just. It's they don't have the technology like they do with alcohol. They just don't.
6: They don't have
3: the technology.
6: I, You're right there. But,
3: that's you the know, point. it's
6: just, I, I think, only, still in my opinion, I think. Oh, no, I agree with
3: you. you know, I totally
13: get yeah, that. Chris,
3: is, thanks for the call. Bob's in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. Bob, what do you think?
13: Hey, how are you? Um, I just got a quick question, real fast. I Go ahead. mean, can't they test to see how much? is in, I know you can; it's trace amounts in your system for quite some time. It's stored in the fatty tissue, the TAC. Right. But, but can't they test to see how much, like whether? You know, I don't
3: know that they can because if they see, I don't know if they're there yet with that, and uh, that's why the question came up with the police officers uh a police officer is off on Sunday and he decides he wants to uh, enjoy some legal weed which is totally his right and then on Thursday uh, he's on the job and he's forced to use his firearm and they decide they're gonna check or they're, they're gonna they're gonna have to check anyway and they find marijuana in his system career could be over
13: Yeah, I understand that. I mean, it can store for up to a month, from what I hear. I'm not a big smoker; I smoke a little bit sometimes when my knees are really bothering me. I get it from friends, right? But um, you know, it's it's like it's just like booze, though. If you're if you're responsible, you're responsible. I mean, I'm a gun owner. Yeah, but
3: that's not the way it works in the law, right? The law doesn't talk about how responsible you right. are. The law talks about it's a crime.
13: Well, they gotta they gotta change the law to fit the cat that's the chemistry is
3: as far as what i'm concerned yeah i, I get what you're saying Nice gonna call the new jersey 101.5 we'll keep it going into the next hour
0: heading out tonight
3: all right getting you to through tonight steve Trevelese had a nice week of vacation back here but you never really work if you love what you do just, I, I couldn't wait to get back here this is like, uh, this is my happy place, you know, it's where you have to come hang with people who listen to me. When you're with your family, nobody listens to you. Right? My ratings at home is zero. Uh... I'm going to be performing my very first headlining gig at Catch a Rising Star on August the 27th. And uh, one of the guys opening for me, who I'm very happy that he's opening for me because he's a very funny guy. And uh, he does The Circle on Netflix, the game show. He's from Hoboken. And uh, his name is John Franklin. And he's on with me now. How you doing, pal? Hey, Steve. What's up? How's it going? I'm good. Now, you had a comedy spot last night in Hoboken. Where were you?
12: I did. I was at Willie McBride's. It's a bar over here in Hoboken. They do live music. They have a nice stage set up. It was a great time, great show.
3: Now, is it's not a comedy club, just a bar?
12: It's a bar with a stage, you know. So, like, they you do a comedy show every month there. So, they fill the room, and it's very fun.
3: Oh, I can imagine. You know what? More and more comedy nights uh, spring. It's hard to do a bar, though, isn't it? Because you kind of talk over the bar, right?
12: Yeah, but this place is a little different because the rooms are separate. So they got the stage in a back. Oh, okay, I got it. Front, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good setup for a show. It's not bad.
3: Sometimes you're trying to do comedy in the bar, and the people at the bar want to be at the bar. They don't want to hear a freaking comedy oh. show, and you're trying to like yeah, talk to the other guys. Uh, but oh. no, that sounds great. And you were with Jimmy Palumbo.
12: I was Jimmy, a legend, and his set was killer. I mean, right. like. I couldn't stop laughing. That guy, that guy's a firecracker. He's awesome.
3: Just hanging around with Jimmy, you can't stop laughing. You know?
12: No, the way he tells stories is incredible. Uh Any any story, you feel like you're there.
3: Uh And his good friend, Artie Lang, showed up.
12: Yeah, that was incredible, too. I mean, you're walking off stage and you just see Artie Lang, who's a legend. I mean, I've been watching Artie's clips for years and getting to talk to him, pick his brain about comedy and just, like, Man, that was that was like you check that off the bucket list, you know, twenty five and meeting Artie Lang and getting to talk about your set with him is you
3: forget.
12: <laughs> All right. So what advice did he give you? Uh he said that, you know, keep at it. That's one, like as you're as you're doing comedy, the one thing you the worst thing you could do is just stop. Never give up. Like he told me that I definitely got something good going on. He loves the way that I I have my delivery going. It's only gonna get better. And uh the big thing is just like don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it was a big thing the way that he told me. He was like, you know, everybody's got a different style. Don't think if somebody doesn't like your style that it's never going to work out because he's got a very particular style and like he was, he was super helpful and like what a nice guy. I mean, I couldn't say enough nice things about Artie.
3: He's such a, he is, he's is such a great guy. He's been in here and uh, you know, he's, he's genuine. I think what makes Artie so great is that his comedy is genuine. It comes from the heart. He's very, he's a caring guy. He's a funny guy. And I'm telling you, nobody tells a story better than Artie Lang.
12: No. No, he's the best. And, like, I told the story up up on stage last night, and I didn't even realize he was in the room when I told it. And then after I got off stage, I was like, oh, my gosh. I just told the story in front of, like, the legend of storytelling on stage. That is so cool. So it was was once in a lifetime.
3: So when you're up there, you don't know he's there.
12: No, I had no idea. He was in the back of the room. Uh, You know, he's friends with Jimmy Palumbo, and Uh I guess Jimmy had told him to come out. And when I went up, I had no idea he was in the back of the room just watching and taking in the show. So, it, I, I don't know if would have made a difference if I was up there knowing it, but it really uh, it's felt cool walking off stage and you hear his voice right away, like great set, and you're like, you know exactly who it is. you know? How about that? And, and, yeah, and you know what? That's that. You're better
3: off. It's better when you come off stage not knowing than if you go up stage knowing.
12: Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, I wasn't sure. About then you think. more, think about it. Yeah. That now you go home and
3: you're like, did I just do that?
12: <laughs> yeah, that's exact. I called my I called my parents right away. I'm like, you're not going to believe. What I'm about to tell you. did like, you take a picture? uh, no, we just chatted after I didn't wanna like I didn't wanna bother him with a picture or anything. I just wanted to talk and you know get to know him as sort of like the comedian. then we started talking about the giants, so we were both pissed off.
3: oh there you go uh,
12: that, that was that was it, you know. Now, nah, you know what?
3: That's a great night for you. You know, because you're coming on. You're getting better and better. We're going to see you at Catch your Rising Star on August the 27th. Uh, yep. uh, Catchyourrisingstar.com. You and me, a guy named Liam Katz and Eric Potts. Going to be a grand old time.
12: Nothing like Katz, Potts, and Franklin. It sounds like a 1950s trio, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're great.
3: When you go up there, you tell a lot of stories. You really do. You tell stories, and your stories are well-crafted. Because, like, with each line... As you tell the story, the stories continue to get funnier.
12: Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I try, I try to, like, work in a joke in the middle of the story. Because anybody could tell a good story. It's how you kind of craft it to sound like it's comedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
3: And you're the typical New Jersey guy. You know, I mean, your persona is fantastic. I'm glad, I'm glad it happened for you. I'm glad you had a great time last night. You're getting better and better. And uh, we're going to see you on the 27th.
12: Absolutely, will. I'm super excited for it. It's going to be a great show. I'm happy. I'm going to be on it.
3: You got it. Before that, we'll get you in here on a Wednesday night, hanging out with us.
12: Definitely, that sounds like a plan, Steve.
3: All right, John. Take it easy. Best of
12: luck. All right. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon, Steve.
3: You got it. All right. One 1-800-283-101.5. Imagine that. Like, see, have you ever anything like that happen to you, where like uh, you're doing something and the person who, like, someone you respect, gets to see you do what you do. And uh, you don't know that they're there, you know. Maybe it's like uh, your parents, your friends, you're 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 playing a game, you're doing a performance, you're doing something, playing. You know, you're 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 in a band or whatever, and uh, you don't know that someone you know is in the audience checking you out, or someone famous. Have you ever been checked out by anyone famous? You know, we go with that. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five, or someone that you respect. You know, and you'd have to maybe not so much be in the entertainment field, but like in any field, you know, or maybe like you're in a game, you're on the field and uh, you don't realize that someone's in the stands watching. Or did it make you better knowing that someone was in the stands watching? You know, were you better when your dad was in the stands or your mom was in the stands? Have you ever had that happen to you? You know, here's a kid. He goes on stage. He's trying to learn comedy. And Artie Lang is in the audience. And you get off stage and there he is telling you you did a good job. I mean, I've done it, I opened for Richard Jenny, who I loved, the way I idolized. Him. And he's standing on this in the wings watching me do the set in front of eleven hundred people. one 800 283 1015 I guess the I don't know how we would word this topic. Have you ever had a celebrity check you out? Or have you ever had you know have you ever done anything? In front of someone uh, you really respected and no idea that they were there to see you and again it's more I guess it would be more performance oriented or we could go straight if you've had a running with a celebrity whichever works for you but I can imagine like you know imagine you're on stage and you're doing your thing and someone you know if you're a singer and there's a singer in the audience someone famous I guess that would be the way to put it. Have you ever been checked out by anyone famous? And you know what I mean by that. 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, see where it goes. If you're thinking about adding a pet to your family, my friends at Pet Center in Oldbridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market. Up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Oldbridge on Route 9 or at... PetCenterNJ.com today. There's fast traffic. 101.5, know, Steve Trevelisse. Go to NJ101.5.com. Do so. Check out my uh, my post on the Paradise Produce, where to get the, uh, the good veggies for the cheap prices in New Jersey. Also, the pictures from the Middlesex County Fair that I took for me and there Friday night. Have you ever been complimented by someone famous? I guess that's the best way to put it. We just had John Franklin, a very funny comedian. You know him from Netflix, game show The Circle. He's going to be with me at Catch a Rising Star on August 27th. And uh, he's doing a comedy set up in Hoboken. And uh, who's in the audience? Artie Lange? Who's got good things to say to him? Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been complimented by a celebrity? Someone who has seen your work, whatever it is you do, and had great things to say about it? It doesn't have to just be a performance, right? If you're an entertainer, that'd be great. If you're an athlete, that'd be great. Whatever you've got. 1 283 101.5. And what did it mean to you to be complimented? You know, did it really, really blow you away? Had you known they were there? Had you not known they were there? If you not known they were, you know, would you have handled it differently? Let's go to Deborah's in Chambersburg on New Jersey 101.5. Hi,
14: Deborah. That's right. The Trenton, New Jersey. Okay, Chambersburg.
3: All right, anyway. there she is. She's back. What are you doing, kiddo?
14: This is me. Okay. Um, of course, the Paz Diner Girl. You know,
3: right, okay. The Paz Diner Girl, All right.
14: I'm still in, bird, in the Berg. I'm still here. Still in the bird. I okay. people. I haven't gone to Italian People's Age. But anyway. Okay. Uh, what I wanted to tell you was my experience was not that I was on. Uh, I've been on stage, yes, yeah. uh, because I've danced, I've sung with Spanish groups, right? But because I know Spanish, as right. I was telling Brian. But I this experience was that I was um, at a dance, at a dance, and this group was singing. And they're from Costa Rica, called Cayocho. And what happened was, uh, she said, "Come here." She wanted to talk to me, and I went over, and uh, she said, "Where are you from?" Because you don't look Spanish. You know, I said, well, I'm Hungarian and Polish. She said, wow, how are you dancing and everything? And you understand everybody. I said, well, you know what? I'm going to be go one better. I'm a singer. I sing in Spanish karaoke here in Trenton and outside of Trenton. And I sing your songs. I know four of them by heart. And she looked at me. She said, you you, you, you know my songs? I said, yep. She said, I'll, I'll tell you what. Later on, I'll put you up here. You come up on stage. You stay right around here. Lagima po lagima, which means teardrop for teardrop. Right. You, broke, you broke, broke my heart. And she did. She said she was going to do it, and she did it, and she put me on stage, and there I was singing her song with her and the guys. And
3: How did that feel? How did that feel to be up there in that, that felt, situation? How cool was that?
14: She stood there flabbergasted because uh-huh. I really did know the song as I told her, and she just, wow, and I have a picture.
3: See, that, that that means everything, right? That means everything to you it, and everything and then, to her.
14: Yeah. Yes, yes, because she let me, whenever, wherever she was singing, here in Trenton, all the way to Boundbrook, she uh, let me sing with them wherever I went. And I sing Selena songs, too. Comorale Flor and all that stuff. Uh, the girl that was killed, unfortunately, by her thing. Yeah, One more know, thing. The Remember the Selena, Celia Cruz? I don't the, know if you remember her. Who uh, the famous Cuban lady with Tito Puente? Well, she Tito Puente, um, right? Yeah. Well, she said, "Come here, also." Right. And I went up to her, and she wanted to know where I was come from. And here she is talking me. She she wanted to hug me, and I uh, I said, "What you you?" I'm
3: telling you man, they love you,
14: right? No, you, and she was proud to know that I knew her songs. Also, and I gave her a couple of songs, Taste, you know them? Yo lo pongo son, a mi negrito pongo son. That is <laughs> terrific. Said, you do know my songs. We all love
3: you. All right, Deborah. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Bernie's in Staten Island. What's up, Bernie? What's up, my favorite guy? How are you, Steve? I'm good. How about you, pal? I'm wonderful.
15: Thank you. Um, I had an experience actually when I was a child. Right. Um, you remember, uh, when you, if you went to Catholic school, you got the little boxes and you had to collect money for a charity.
3: Yes, I do. Okay. There are many charities. Yes.
15: Yeah. I collected money for St. Jude's hospital. And what happened was, um, I, my sister worked at the world trade center at the time. I'm going back down to the seventies. Right. And, um, uh, my sister took me to work with her, and uh, I did so. My uncle had a bar and people, and I raised like $6,000.
7: Wow.
15: And Marlo Thomas and Danny Thomas came to my school. Okay. We raised the most money out of all the schools in the New York area, and I presented them with the check from mm-hmm. our school.
3: You got $6,000, and you got Danny and Marlo to come to the school? That's fantastic. Yes, I did.
15: yes, and I actually wrote to Marlo Thomas about maybe five years ago. Right. And, um, you know, I had said to her, you know, I don't know if you remember me. I was a little kid. You know, I I was in St. John's in Brooklyn, and you came to the school, and I. And she remembered who I was. I and she said to me, you know, thank you for being uh, um You know, a lifelong member of St. Jude's, and and I appreciate the efforts, and it was really nice. It was really, really something very special in my life.
3: That is fantastic. You know what? I was always a fan of Danny Thomas growing up. You know, I loved the old reruns, the Make Room for Daddy reruns, and that whole show started uh, because uh, Danny Thomas, the entertainer, was never home. And mm-hmm. all, the, all the kids, Marlo and her sister and brothers, would go sleep with the mother in the bed. And uh, then when he would come home, it would be make room for daddy. So that daddy could get in yeah. bed with everybody.
15: And You know, it was funny, too, at the time, you know, that girl was, you know, very popular in the 70s. Well, it was like towards the middle of, of the end, but um, yeah. it, was, it was a very popular show.
3: Oh, yeah. She was ahead of her time. She That girl was actually the precursor to Mary Tyler Moore. Like, Mary Tyler Moore got all the credit for being the first independent woman on television. No. Actually, Julia with Diane Carroll was the first single mom. And uh, then you had uh, Marlo Thomas, the first single woman with her own apartment down on the road, right? She meets the boyfriend. And the father is always checking on her. And then Mary Tyler Moore comes in, like, 1970, I think it was. And, you know, mm-hmm. she kind of takes it. But, yeah, Marlo Thomas was a trendsetter. You, know, you, know
15: you know what was really funny about that girl? And I don't think a lot of people realize this. That, I think, was the only TV show in history that have three different theme songs. It did? Yeah, if you remember, in the 60s, it was the beginning with her and um, Donald. They were by the boat. The boat would come through. And it was a, it was instrumental, and it showed the Empire State Building. Right. The second round was an instrumental, but it was her with uh, the the red, white, and blue dress on, and she was walking through Manhattan, and you see the girl in the in the plastic window, and then she was on the outside, and she waves to herself. Right. And they put it, then they put it to music. There was di- Diamond Daisy. Oh,
3: she got words. All right, lyrics. All yes. right. That's good. Yeah, stuff. a lot
16: of people, I don't think, really remember that.
3: How about that? How Did the show last a long time?
16: It
15: lasted, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to say seven seasons. She actually ended it after she got engaged.
3: To Phil Donahue?
15: No, no, no. She got engaged to Donald.
3: Oh, oh, okay. Um, In the show. In the and show. And
15: that's when they, they, they felt, you know, she didn't really want to get married yet. Her career still wasn't going anywhere, but. She, uh, she stopped the show, and then if you remember, she went on to do a lot of movies. She did Jenny, she did. Um,
3: oh, yeah, she did a lot of stuff. That's after a,
15: classic, that. a classic movie with um, uh, Jimmy Stewart, uh, The Moment with the Angel, when they ring the bell and um,
3: It's a Wonderful Life? Yes,
15: yeah, she redid that with Austin Wells.
3: I did not know that. All right, Bernie, thanks for the call. i got to hit the news. How about that? 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever had a run-in with a celebrity? Tell me your story. The- I'm Steve Trevelisse. number to get through is 1-800-283-101.5. We will have Trevi a Wednesday night. Damien Muzianti will be in here. He's uh, in their new show, A League of Their Own. And uh, we've also got uh, Jingo uh santana singer is going to be in here as well uh helping me out he's going to be performing maria maria on the acoustic guitar and uh a little Trevia coming up at 10 music movies television new jersey new jersey 101.5 john franklin's going to be opening my show at catch a rising star on august 27th uh catch a he's working on a set last night in hoboken who's in the audience arnie lang uh nice things to say about him And they hung for a little while And Jimmy Palumbo, a very funny comedian Was there as well So I want to know, have you ever had a run-in with a celebrity? Have you ever just run into a celebrity? Met a celebrity? Got to hang with a celebrity for a little bit? How about you, Ryan? Uh, Ryan, my producer, Ryan Bissell
11: Yeah, so I like specifically just like you know out and about going places doing my thing i've never met a celebrity i've never had like never a, had one just show up in a bar where you were never just like in a bar at like shop or whatever but there was one time um my father's vehicle was used in, i might have mentioned this once before his his vehicle was used in the uh, amazon prime show red oaks and that has a bunch of big names in it like richard kind paul riser you know Richard kinds from trenton Really? Yeah. Oh, well, there the, you go.
3: Uh, there you go, right? <laughs> was that him driving your car going down the road?
11: No, no. Paul Reiser drove it. And then the guy who I ended up getting a picture with, his name was Oliver Cooper. Uh huh. Um, Oliver Cooper was also in, um, a movie. Uh, it's like, uh, it's like a party movie. It's called like X something or, uh, or other, like the, uh-huh. the X party or something like that. And, uh, it's, um, the ex party's right.
3: the one you don't want to go to.
11: Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to go
3: to the party where your ex is. <laughs> Absolutely
11: not. Um, but, yeah, I got Ex-parte. to... Ex uh, parte. I got to meet Richard Kind. Um, what was he like? Well, so, that, see, that He's that's been in thing. everything, that guy. See, that's the thing. I didn't realize is that, like, most celebrities are, like, scared of kids. And so I was 14 at the are time. Are they Really? Well, I think they, I think they're like a little scared in a way because they're like they're not sure like if the kid recognizes them and if they do, like, are they going to be like overly excited or something like that? Really? I guess that's the vibe I gave off because they were all like they all seemed scared to like see me. Like I like I like waved one time and they were like freaked out. Like I asked, I asked one of the actors where like the garbage can was and he was like over there. Oh. Like I, I guess they were maybe they used to like be informed all over like you should know who they are
3: and yeah. you know and then you had no idea who he was and or oh, yeah. it's like go away kid you bother me maybe they just want a social climb and you couldn't do anything for their careers so I was like well, don't <laughs>
11: throw that in the garbage get out of here yeah well see like now I'll get I, your father I, with the car let's talk to him now I've seen like some of the work that Richard kind has done because at the time I had no idea who like any celebrities were like growing up I was like a little bit of like head in the sand when it came into like media and stuff or films so mm-hmm. like I didn't know any actors actresses you know musicians. he was
3: in spin city
11: He was the mayor's
3: assistant in Spin City. He played the doctor who operated on John Lennon in the movie about the night John Lennon died. He played uh, played in Leverage. He played the mayor in the end of season two Cliffhanger in Leverage. It's one of those guys that you have no idea who he is until you see him. Yeah. And then you know exactly who he is. You yeah. know a lot of guys like that. Mm-hmm. Our own Bob O'Brien is,
11: go- is on his way to becoming <laughs> like that. He's an extra in every friggin' movie. I was gonna say like more recently he was in uh, that that Pixar movie. I think it's Pixar Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like Bing Bong or something like that. The thing's name. And then um, the, I don't know if you've seen the Netflix show. Uh, definitely not not appropriate for your kids. But um, uh, the show Big Mouth. He plays one of the characters' fathers, and oh, it's yeah? really funny. He I, I don't know. I don't know if my it, kids
3: have seen Big Mouth. I they know,
11: watch Stranger Things. I know that. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a New Jersey show, but he he plays like a, a Jewish father, and you know he really like takes yeah. that to like the next level. Hey, he's um, a Trenton guy, Richard. The Cutler. Jersey accent and everything. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I wish I I had known how much I would like his work at the time, because then I would have gotten like an autograph or something. Um, well, now, the, today, but now yeah. today, do
3: you think that get an autograph or you just want the selfie? What would you ra- given the choice? Right, you you meet somebody, you have your choice. You could either do the autograph or take the, get the autograph or the selfie. But you can't do both.
11: Which would you want? I might have to go with... I think I'm going to have to go with the autograph. And Why? I know that's a hot take... Well, so there was one time back in the day I went in it was during high school, uh, my right. sophomore year. I, I went to like one of my first like big concerts that like I actually wanted to go to, not just like, you know, my parents were like, "Oh, we're going to go see this show." And so we went and you know, the the lead singer of the band that we went to see, he was taking pictures like after their set. Who's so, the band? Uh this is a band named Set It Off. Um they're like a okay. like a punk band. Um Paris took you to a punk concert. Well, my dad was was he was kind of into it because he likes rock and roll music and stuff. But you know, like for one of the bands, he like stepped out because it was a little too much for him. But um, (laughs) so I went and I got the picture with this guy. And I had it on my. We all had it on all of our phones, my friends and I. But one by one, you know, we swapped over phones. And I guess at the time, like Google didn't have that thing where it could hold. You could download the picture, right? Well, yeah. So we all had the picture physically on our phones. But one by one, we all got new cell phones. And this is like at the time when everyone was swapping over from having the slide phones or like an Android. Excuse me, an Android over to like an iPhone, right. you know, because like everyone has so iPhones now. So you couldn't now. save the picture. So no one has the picture anymore, and that's why well, right would you big
3: download fear. the picture into the computer as soon as you get it? Now you
11: got it forever. Well, Print so, it out, put it on the wall, right? You could do that. I didn't have that foresight, and so like I, I asked my girlfriend over like the next two years to send me the picture, and she never did, and so I've always been like really weary of that, you oh. know. So I'm like, I got to get that autograph because I know that that autograph, as long as well, I you know, lose the autograph. Well, I could lose the autograph, but I could like stick it in, you know, like a shoebox or something under the bed. Yeah. And then I think I lost it and then I'm cleaning out my room and there you go, I found it. So I would rather All the, the selfie.
3: I would rather I would take the selfie. I would definitely print out the selfie. Take print the it. selfie, download it to the computer. Uh, and then the very first selfie I ever took was with hockey goalie Bernie Perant. Huh. I was uh WIP, I'm sitting in the news studio and I'm doing my work and I look out the door and I see Bernie Perant. And now I'm sitting in the studio and I'm messing with my phone. Mm-hmm. and I actually figured out how to do it. So I took the selfie. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bernie, come here. Hey, what do you want? Let's take a selfie. <laughs> oh, okay. That there was perfect. My very first selfie, Bernie brought There you go. Uh, I mean, that, um, that's a good question, too. Yeah. Like, you know, what selfies do you have? I was gonna say or the though, best selfie you've ever taken
11: you could probably do both now you, you know you take the picture and then you click on the top right there And you get the, like little pen up and then you have them like sign on your phone. Can they do
3: that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can, can do that on phone. your wait a minute you can you could take a picture on your phone Yeah, take
11: a picture to guy on a phone and then where do you get what do you mean by the pen up? So like you you hit edit and I think one of the options is to like draw on the photo and so then maybe you could have them. Can you do that? that? I Maybe. That's like the, I guess. The but now like the guy's got to know the autograph or
3: has to know how to use the pen on the phone or they'll screw it up.
11: That's a whole new level. they have to put X on it or something like that. <laughs> Please sign right there. And, you know, he's like trying to sign it and it's like going all over the place. So, uh, it's going it to be a mess. Oh,
3: hold on. one You ever had a run in with a celebrity? Given the choice, would you rather take a selfie or get an autograph. And here's my third one. I'll throw three of them out there. What the hell? I got time. Trick. <laughs> the best selfie. The most famous selfie you've ever taken with someone. That should be it. Give me the most famous selfie you have ever taken with someone. New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevilise, you and me, we're hanging out till eleven o'clock tonight. Then we all go to bed. All right. Uh have you ever had a celebrity run in? Hey, my buddy John Franklin is going to be opening for me at Catch a Rising Star on August 27th, and he's uh, practicing his comedy up in Hoboken at a bar, and who's in the bar? Artie Lang, Jimmy Palumbo, giving him tips. you got to text Artie for tips before I do this. <laughs> i right, uh never done it before. I want to know if you've had a celebrity run-in, uh, have a celebrity compliment you? And we were talking about, like, selfie versus autograph. I would rather the selfie. How do you feel about it? Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Let's get Van in Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania. Hi, Van. Hey, how you
9: doing, Steve? I haven't talked to you in a few years.
3: Well, where you been? I've been here every week.
9: Oh, I know. I listen to you, but I just don't call in very often. That's right. Well, anyway, um, I grew up in a little town called Clinton, Indiana. Uh Uh-huh. And... Ken Kerchival, who played Cliff Barnes on Dallas. Yeah. And his mother lived across the street from us. Really? Yep, and he actually sang at my parents' wedding. He went to Indiana State University and studied music and all this type of stuff, and uh, he actually died about four years ago in Clinton, believe it or not, died of lung cancer. Kind oh. Of I mean, he
3: was, he was J.R. Ewing's arch rival in the show, right?
9: Correct. How about, yeah. th- I didn't know he sang. Yeah, yeah, he, he uh, studied music at Indiana State University in Terre Haute.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, did you know him all his life, or how long did you guys know him for?
9: Forever. How about that? But he, he, but he moved away when he was younger, uh, and uh, went to uh, Los Angeles and became a uh, you know movie star and all this yeah, stuff. Big time. Uh,
3: then he sang at yeah, your parents' yeah, but, wedding. It's great.
9: Yeah, yeah, in Rocco, Indiana, at the Presbyterian Church. He sang it uh, at her wedding. So, uh, yeah, right. my parents have both passed away now, but uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. And That uh,
3: is very interesting. That is excellent. Van. Yeah. thanks for the call.
9: Peter's
17: in Lawrence Township. Hello, Peter. How was your vacation, Stephen?
3: Yeah, it was excellent. I did, I did many good things. I had a great time.
17: That's good. You enjoyed the shore?
3: I enjoyed the shore. We went to Ocean City, saw the Battle of the String Bands. The Philadelphia awesome. String Band was there, another string band. I thought there was going to be like a, a rumble on the boardwalk. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was great. And we got the manco and manco pizza, you know, the religious uh, experience. It was excellent.
17: Homemade
3: gravy? Homemade gravy. Oh, yeah. CI was great too. Spent a week as we're down there. Did uh, went to the Giants, uh, the Giants camp, and uh, saw Frankie Valley.
17: Uh, great. Well, basically, I have been inundated with celebrities since '77. Right. But the most memorable were the ones for six years at a hotel.
7: Oh yeah.
17: I at Nassau and I never expected anything. Right. I just did my job. Right. Three books from William J. Bennett, The Drugs Are. Right. How about autographed. That? One book Just for Giving a Reservation to the author of Mary Lou Henner's I Will Not Raise a Brat. A CD from John Barry, Sir John Barry, uh-huh. for getting him a reservation that I wasn't supposed to take. But they had to cancel, and they came in anyway. Okay. And the most memorable was an autograph picture from John Major, the coach for Pitt. Yeah. And, and if I had to get a selfie, it would be with the one star I've known for since 1977,
3: Debbie Dutch. Debbie
1: Dutch. Not two th-
17: autograph pictures. Uh huh. I got I. I know her well. I just have never been able to go to one of those shows that horror creature feature or something like that mm-hmm. to do that. But yeah. that's on my bucket list.
3: All right, Peter. Good stuff. one 800 1015 You haven't been fired from a job. We'll talk.
16: Jersey Radio. Tonight, when that
3: the truth. Uh, King's Harvest, little French band from uh, 1973. That's what I got. Steve Trevelis, you meet till 11 o'clock here in New Jersey 101.5. You go to nj1015.com. I was at the Middlesex County Fair on Friday eating the greatest London broil sandwich ever. Uh, I got all the pictures and uh, I found the roadside produce stand where the prices are unbelievably great. Uh, Paradise Produce, and I got pictures, I got location, and I got everything you wanted. The veggies, I got you covered. And Sam Mills. Long Branch's own Sam Mills, Uh, too short to play in the NFL, which he played for 12 seasons and ended up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, inducted on Saturday. I got more pictures, and I got the story at NJ1015.com. And I got Joe in Pittsgrove on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Joe. Hey, Goomba. How are you? I'm good. How about you? You went to the Balloon Festival.
16: Oh, Steve, it was so great, man. We had a great time. I took... my wife and my son and his fiance, Steve, we had such a great time. I just wanted to thank you for those wonderful tickets. I saw Kansas. Yeah. They were so trip. I am a Kansas diehard fan. I loved them from the beginning. Right. And, I mean, even though they have new members in there, they were unbelievable. And Steve Walsh, obviously, is not singing with them anymore. But their new singer was like, you couldn't even tell that it wasn't Steve Walsh. Saying. They were so exciting. And so entertaining. I enjoyed every minute of it.
10: I think we had
3: them on. I think, uh, I, I I forget, what was the guy's name? Uh, the new singer.
16: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know his name.
3: Uh, here we go, here we go, here we go. I think I had it here. Hold on. Uh, uh, Tom Brislin? Yeah, Tom Brislin, Somerville graduate. On the, He was on the keyboard. Uh, along with uh, New Jersey native Zach Rizvi on guitar, sound mm-hmm. familiar? This was like from last year. I talked to these guys. Uh, you know what, though, my my favorite Kansas song is called "All I All I Wanted," and it went nowhere, but it was I liked it. Uh, but yeah, what a great show! You had a great time. I'm so glad. So, how many balloons were there? You
16: know, none. 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 Well, they they did they they were doing the balloon rides um 6 30 in the morning and 6 30 at night right with the day before well they told me they had been sold out for over two weeks so we couldn't even get the rides you know to ride them and they had i only seen maybe five balloons and we were getting ready to leave because we were there early we got there like 10 o'clock in the morning right and so by 6 30 at night we were getting ready to pull out, and they were starting to blow the balloons up. And we've seen about five, but none in the air. They didn't have any in the air when we were, you know, when we were there. The, and I, the night before, like I said, it was too windy, so they grounded uh-huh. them all. So all the people that paid or that, you know, were going for the rides the day before right. were all going on these rides. So we didn't get an opportunity. Unfortunately, we wanted to ride it because I've never had the opportunity to do that. So. Riding a balloon? Oh, cool. Never been in a balloon. My wife has never been in. Neither has my son. And we were all looking it's forward to It's an experience. It,
3: I was at... I worked at Great Adventure. Right. And I worked on a balloon crew a Great Adventure when I was a kid. And it's so hot in those balloons because they run on hot air. It's propane. So you're in the bucket. And you got... Uh, and I'm tall, like, uh, right above my my hair would get singed. I used to have the long feathered hair back then. But you'd get up there, and you're working with the propane, so they're like, <laughs> and it is hot as hell. And and you get like a day like it was this past weekend.
9: I never thought of
3: that. Yeah, I mean, think about it, you're right? Because you're right under it. You're, it's like being under the oven. Right. Like, yeah. It,
16: it was hot. It felt like I was in a pizza oven that day, man. It was hot that day. It was like ninety with like. 73% dew point, but we had a great time. I'm amazing. glad.
3: How was the food?
16: I heard the food was good, man. We got, we picked down on a lot of stuff. We had a good time. We really did. It was very enjoyable. Excellent. I heard they had a lot of tribute bands up there playing, like, in between. Yeah. Dude, I heard this band that was, so I'm going to give them a plug. I don't even know the guy. Good. I don't care. They're, they're called um, Sugar Mountain. They did, they were a Neil Young tribute you would think you were watching Neil Young. The singer and guitar player looked like Neil Young. Wow. And they were unbelievable. And I'm a musician, as you know. I talk to uh-huh. many times. Yeah. And I appreciate great music. And I- I'm watching their guitar player. He was phenomenal lead player. And the and lead vocalist, like I said, he sounded just like Neil Young. I enjoyed the heck out of him. I went on their site to look where they're playing, because I'm going to follow them you know, when I have an opportunity, when I'm not That's playing.
3: high praise coming from a musician.
16: That well, they were really good. I I videoed a lot of their songs. I was I was amazed oh, that
7: you wonderful. know
16: you were saying about your Kansas my uh-huh. favorite Kansas song right. and it never got any airplay is Down the Road. I think that is a great song. I don't know if you're familiar with it.
3: I'm not. Yeah. What album? Was that later Kansas?
16: Uh, it's early Kansas, I believe. Oh, okay. Early.
3: See, yeah. like they got more top 40 at toward the because I think my all I wanted had to be about late 80s and they were changing the style a little. I think they'd gone away from the Carry On My Way with Son and all that.
16: Yeah, Carry On. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, a, that's, that that's the wonder. one that's a tremendous song. But you check out Down the Road, that is such I will. A cool song. That portrait is a good one too.
3: Yeah, well, that was an album. All right, that, I, mean, I definitely will. All right, Joe, we'll talk this week.
16: All right, my friend, thank
3: you. you thank God, it. my pleasure. All right, one 1-800-283-101.5. What
2: the hell are you doing
3: here? He was in Amber. What are you doing here? I haven't even done a topic yet, and you're calling in.
8: No, because Trev, I got to call in because the guy before me was talking about the balloon festival. You man. went? Yes.
3: Oh, how was it?
8: Oh, uh, it was great, Steve. You know, I want tickets on your show. I was—I think it was trivia. I don't even know what the hell it was. It was like one of those things that you have
3: uh-huh.
8: during your show, and you, you get these tickets out. One now. of those
3: things I do to give tickets. So we get people up to the fair.
8: Yeah, and I was like saying to my wife, she I was like, Maybe we should go to this thing, man. Uh-huh. So, anyway, listen, I got to do a shout-out.
3: Can I do a shout-out? Go ahead, do a shout-out.
8: Dave Kirby.
3: What about him? My hero. You know him? A man among men, Dave Kirby. Absolutely. I was going to put a statue of him in my backyard, but the dog, <laughs> the, the, the dog was eyeing up the tree, so I figured <laughs> I'd wait a while. Yes, Dave Kirby.
8: But, anyway, Dave Kirby, man, listen, I mean... uh. This guy, he, he texted us and he was like, Oh, we're just making sure you got the tickets to the balloon festival. I was like, Oh, yeah, we got it. We're going, man. We're going to go and do He's a that. good
3: man. Now, what night did, you, what day did you go?
8: We went Sunday. You saw, we Kansas. saw Kansas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we were, you know, Shil and I were, we were in the, uh, you know, we didn't pay to see Kansas, but we were in the, you know, up in the field and everything. But, dude. The amount of people there—that was incredible.
3: Now let me ask you: Didn't you you had to pay extra to see Kansas, even though you got in? Yeah,
8: you you could get seats.
3: Oh, I see. But but you're standing there. It wasn't like you couldn't hear them, right?
8: Oh my God, you could hear these guys.
3: Yeah. So I mean, what was the what were you pay? The idea that you wanted to pay to go sit in front of them, I'd be like, hey, okay, I can hear you. I hear you. That's good.
8: I have no idea. But let me tell you this story. This is really, I yeah, love this. So, Sheila and I are going in. We won four tickets, okay? Right. And it was just her and I. So, we had two extra tickets. So, I was like, sure, maybe we should pick out someone here that, you know, is going to pay to come in and we can just give them our tickets.
3: You're
9: paying it forward.
8: These two tickets, yeah. So I, I said it to a couple people, and they're like, oh, no, no, we're going to, we we already have our tickets and everything. Then this young couple comes in, right. and I go over to them. I said, hey, are you guys, do you have tickets? And they're like, oh, no, we're going to pay for them. I said, no, you're not. Here's two tickets. Oh, I won God. these on a radio show on Steve Treble Leafs. And they're like, we love Steve Treble Oh, Yeah. And we gave them the tickets, man, and it saved them like eighty bucks, dude.
3: That is great. That is uh, that is great. Absolutely, you are the right? best. You are. That is fantastic. But listen, you know I got good. And,
8: and they said Steve Trevellye. We love him. You know why we love him? Why is that? Because he's Mister New Jersey.
3: Oh, I was wondering. I thought I was gonna walk into something there. All right, Mister Pennsylvania. We gotta talk later. I gotta hit traffic. All right, buddy. Love you, man. Love you too. You're the best. 1 800 283 101.5. Here's Fast Traveler. Steve Traveler. 1 800 283 101.5. Brian Bissell in the studio with me. How's it going? They had uh, the Batgirl movies been shelved. Uh, A lot of people have said about the uh, Warner Brothers cancellation of the Batgirl movie. or as uh, Kevin Smith, who's buying a movie theater in New Jersey and not only going to show movies but turn it into a film school. One of the best interviews I ever did was when Kevin Smith called into the show, talking about how if it doesn't hurt anybody, make sure, you know go live your dream. And he did, and he continues to live his dream. And it's all on NJ1015.com, especially along with these comments about the cancellation of the Batgirl movie on the podcast Hollywood Babble on.
0: It's an incredibly bad look to cancel the Latina Batgirl movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I don't give a if the movie was absolute dog man. They they spent and it was. I guarantee you, it wasn't. The two directors who directed that movie did a couple episodes of Ms. Marvel. Yeah. And it was a wonderful show. You know, great looking, and they had more money to do Batgirl than they had to do an episode of Ms. Marvel and stuff. So. And Warner Brothers should know. They make a ton of superhero movies to make a lot of money. and I, t- Yes, and also, like, not for nothing, but, like, how, how could it be I, I, I love all the CW shows, but I did the too. CW shows like, show their budgetary constraints. Mm-hmm. And the big complaint they said here is, like, well, it wasn't big enough to be a, a theatrical release so, you know, it looked too cheap because it was a $90 million movie. How do you make a cheap-looking $90 million <laughs> movie? But if it looked anything, if it looked like slightly better than an episode of you know arrow why couldn't we have seen that right and it feels like there's more than just like we're gonna save 20 million dollars like i i don't know man you know
3: i could listen to kevin smith all day <laughs> he, is there any more jersey than that it's, like every other word it's, it's gotta be believed
11: that's jersey yeah, he's just got like that draw. You feel like you're listening to like someone from your hometown when he was on the night that he called in
3: I i I, I sincerely like, you know, you invite people to come down like as an afterthought. I sincerely want them to come down uh, Because he's that guy you can hang with him all night long you, can hear, you hear him, you know, you just hear his when he shows up. You don't want him to leave <laughs> And but the idea now they canceled the Batgirl movie mm-hmm. over 70 million dollars Uh I I don't understand why they canceled the Batgirl movie. Yeah,
11: I I got no idea. Uh, like I said, I maybe uh, I, you and I were talking about this, you know, before the show, um, and so I, I like I like I said, you know, it could be like you know the test like the test screening like was just really bad. You know, Kevin kind of mentioned it a little bit when he in his when he was talking about there um, about how you know even if it the test screeners thought it was just slightly better than like an episode of you know Arrow, which is one of those DC shows. Um, we still should have you know gotten something you know I feel like they could have turned it into like a multi-part TV show or something
3: well there was no reason to yeah I mean you know why not just put the movie out there and let the fans decide whether or not they like it I mean they went that far into it to find out that they didn't like it
11: yeah like like a like a a direct to uh, home release or something you know straight to streaming instead of being in theaters if it was like really gonna bomb that bad or something
3: I don't. I don't understand. Like he thinks there's more to it, you know. I don't know like what that could have been uh, when he talks about the Latina Batgirl movie. You know, I don't yeah. think that makes a difference either because you know it's everybody buys into. If you if you're not changing the script, you know, I mean, if you're not changing the base storyline, hmm. and it, I don't see where it would make a difference. If you're changing the base storyline to reestablish the character, you're better off creating a different character. Yeah. What's the point of, you know, it's it's kind of like funny because people it's you buy you you buy into the the story of Batgirl, you know, Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. So Barbara Gordon's Batgirl and now you're going to have uh, you know, you've got a Latina a Latina actress playing her. So what?
11: I cuz I I wonder why he said it that way. It it's I don't know. It it feels like I mean, it's a bold, not bold, but it's a tall accusation to be throwing out there to assume that, like, you know, race has anything to do with it. But I I don't think it does. But I mean, like,
3: but it shouldn't. I mean, it's just good. What are you going to say?
11: Oh, I was just going to say, like, you know, I feel like we see this a lot where, like they'll be like, oh, let's try this out. Let's have, like, a non-white actor play a traditionally white character. And then it's just, like, just done in a very subpar kind of way. And I feel like that's kind of what he's getting at, not necessarily that, like, it wasn't as good because that was her skin color, but just, No, like, I don't think that's it. Yeah, I get that. You yeah. know,
3: I, I think that's what it is. It's kind of like just if you put the best person in the job, it doesn't matter who that person is as long as, you know, the job is done. Yeah. It's not about you know narrowing it down or seeing color or anything. It's just about okay. This is the best person for the job. Uh, as far as you know, shelving the Batgirl movie, why? Why would they? They gone that far. They cast it. So they, as far as uh, you know, the actress, they already ca- you know they already cast the movie. So yeah. Leslie Grace had it. It wasn't an idea, you know, that's not, that, that's not something you worry about until after you, you know what I mean, once yeah. you've already cast the movie. I just wonder why he put it that way.
11: Oh, why he did that. Yeah. Nah, that's a good question. Because, like, you
3: know, his, his exact words, they shouldn't have canceled the Latina Batgirl movie. Uh, but as far as the movie goes, that wasn't a decision. They were already past that. They already made their move. This is who This is the actress we've got playing. So why would they cast... The, you know, why would they cast the movie like that? Why would they, not why would they cast the movie like that? Why would they cancel the movie like that is the question I'm asking. Yeah. Uh. You know. What do you think? The new Batgirl movie got canceled? Are you you a superhero movie person?
5: I am. I am. And I don't know if you mentioned it because I'm just walking in now. But the worst part of this was Michael Keaton was going to reprise his role in the movie. Yeah.
1: Oh, come on.
5: What are they doing? We were going to get Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne and Batman again, but not
3: anymore. What? Who do you think of of all the Batmen, who did you like the best?
5: I... you know, I really, really liked what Christian Bale did. It's hard for me to go against Michael Keaton because that's what I grew up with.
3: Right. It, Everybody has the Batman they grew up with.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, you know, but Michael Keaton that was a little different. It was a. It had a comic side, you know, and the Christian Bale with Christopher Nolan directing was so much darker than the uh, than the Tim Burton versions. Uh, I kind of have to go with Christian Bale as the. My personal best.
3: See, having grown up with the Adam West Batman, I didn't realize Batman was serious at all. Michael Keaton. There's some room
5: for growth. Batman had a gun. (laughs) I I just thought he danced and did the bat tosie.
3: When I I was a kid, we would have uh, the belt, right? Remember the the utility belt? Of course. So we would take Marlboro cigarettes, the box, you know, (laughs) the the box, and you would take and you wrap the box in different aluminum. With them foil um, and you would make like a, a utility belt and you'd have all the boxes the cigarette boxes on the belt wrapped around your waist and you know i like to eat so i had m&ms in one box <laughs>
5: candy, candy cigarettes candy cigarettes
3: absolutely no eighth man remember, you ever heard of a show called eighth man uh no eighth man was japanese animation okay and eighth man got his power that's why he canceled eighth man uh, he got his power from cigarettes. <laughs> and, oh, he had to go. <laughs> it's 10:30. Metally. One 1015 Steve is Kevin Smith, not happy about the cancellation of the Batgirl movie, uh, voiced his opinions on a podcast called uh, Hollywood Babble on. Uh, how do you feel about it? And uh, who we, Michael Keaton was going to reprise the role of Batman. Ryan Bissell is in here with me. I mean, just, just for that alone would have been box office smash, right? I would have gone to just see that. Yeah, I mean, just the curiosity alone would have made that work. Why? It doesn't, he's right. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. The day would cancel the movie. If they were going to try to make it stand just as, as that movie, okay, maybe uh, we're not making a good movie here. But when you've got Michael Keaton coming back, how do you not do that movie?
11: Yeah, I mean, if you go through all the work of getting all these people back together and saying, hey, you're going to need to, you know, look like you did, uh, what was that, like 10 years ago or something? Or however many years oh, ago? The makeup is the makeup. I mean, he was wearing makeup
3: back then, right? Makeup's did the makeup. Didn't he have a
11: mask on? But, like, it's like uh, when... Uh... The, when they were doing the Star Wars movies again, and they had you know Obi Wan, everyone come back in. It's like you got to like get back into that mindset, become that character again. Mm-hmm. You know, you get these amazing actors, you bring them back, you do all that, and then you spend all this money just to be like, eh, actually, eh, nah, second thought, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah. We know it was really weird. Did you ever see any of the Karate Kid movies? Uh, I saw. Uh, you're gonna hate me for this. I only saw the 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 newer version of the first one with Jaden Smith, so I never saw the originals. If you saw if the originals, the way the originals worked, with three. three. Uh,
3: the Karate Kid was made in 1984. The Karate Kid 2, I think, was made in 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Karate Kid 3, I'm thinking maybe oh, a while later, 94, like around there, I think. All before I was born. Well, but here's the thing. They're still out there, I mean, come on. (laughs) You've never seen a movie that was made before you were born? Oh, I've seen seen plenty. (laughs) Plenty, all right. So, but the thing was, like, so in Karate Kid 1, uh, he wins. Uh, You know, he beats the kid, right? So Karate Kid 2 picks picks up where Karate Kid 1 leaves off. So now 17-year-old Ralph Macchio goes into the dojo Hmm. and... 23 year old ralph macho comes out of the dojo or whatever you know 19 whatever so you see like the the movie picks up at the end so he's walking out of the dojo Oh, now he's older Say, so, okay. what that's one hell of a fight <laughs> and then like you know after that like 27 year old ralph macho walks out for karate kid 3 i'm mr miyagi i mean you really see him age yeah but the idea that there's supposed to be one right after the other same with rocky You know, Rocky 1 was made in 76, Rocky 2, 79, but picks up where Rocky 1 left off, Rocky 3, 82. 283 picks up where Rocky 2 left off. Rocky 485 picks up where Rocky 3. So every time Stallone walks out of a ring, he ages 3 years. <laughs> that's and wild. that's weird to watch. That'd be a rough superpower to have. <clears throat> really? As you you want to go the other way, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was telling you about Eighth Man before, right? Eighth yeah. Man was Japanese animation
11: uh that ran, would you say from 63 to 66? Yeah, it ran from 63 to 66, part of what was called the shonen uh time of of, uh japanese animation
3: a lot of it was black and white they ran them for years all through the 70s and the 80s channel 48 in philadelphia had them and uh in those days cartoons had theme songs like this this is a black and white spaceship heading towards earth under the bridge there's a prehistoric
8: monster who came from outer space Created by the Martians to destroy the human race, Ah! the FBI is helpless, it's 20 stories tall. what
6: can we
10: do, who can we call?
8: How about that huh?
11: it's got a good
3: beat to it now here's the thing Tobor was a detective and what happened was Tobor was a detective who gets shot and he's left for dead oh no and this professor sees him and says we have the technology to save him and he puts him on the operating table and he turns him into a robot Tobor is robot spelled backwards. and Oh, shoot. So now Tobor becomes Eighth Man. Now, Eighth Man, his thing is he can run, outrun anybody. His whole thing is running, kind of like the Flash. Yeah. And uh, he can turn himself into anybody. He's a master of disguise. So if he thinks about it, he becomes that person. His body changes. He becomes that person. Whoa. And uh, he gets his power from cigarettes he would smoke the cigarettes Be in a case he would take a smoke the cigarette next thing you know he becomes eighth man
11: that's some real like pro-smoking propaganda right there like yeah this guy's gonna smoke a pack of cigarettes and then go run a lot
3: which is really (laughs) i know such a contradiction in terms but it was once so there's one it was one episode where like he gets uh thrown out of a plane or whatever and the cigarettes fall out of his pocket and now he's powerless. Oh no! But then the AMA I ah, "Now you don't. out and see what the ape." <laughs> so uh, they, they
11: got it went, You said it came back in 2005. I yeah. So it came back in the form of of like manga, which is the the anime version. Right. It says it's the eight Man, though. In that. Yeah. Oh wait, no, it's eight Man always. Okay. Okay. I, I, I got thrown off with the toe bore there. Yeah, it's called Eight Man Infinity. Do you remember uh, Astro Boy? Astro Boy. I don't. I never watched the original Astro Boy, but I remember when they came out with a movie for it in like the late two thousands, maybe the early twenty tens.
3: Right now, I remember that. Now, how about this one? Do you remember? Hold on, let me get this guy ready to go here. Do you remember? Now there was a show called Gigantor, and Gigantor' theme song was like this. Also very old. We got 60-year-olds singing along to this.
7: <laughs>
3: oh. the, the animation is so cheap when <laughs> you look at it <that. laughs> oh, still, still
11: animations.
3: You gotta be like, we bought this crap.
11: <laughs> <laughs> this stuff made me want to buy things. Now, Giganton,
3: right? in 1999 became a movie called the iron giant okay and pete townsend did the music for it
11: The see i i looked up um gigantor on uh what's it called uh wikipedia and the, the picture right. looked familiar um that was also in 63 yeah. that same year as as eight oh, well that was all that ad- the japanese
3: animation black and white japanese animation astro boy i think must have been mixed in there as well right
11: yeah how about Oh, that? Astro Boy? I, I guess he would have been. Well, look it I up. We'll hit a, a break. We'll talk about it after the break.
3: Sure.
16: New Jersey's new.
3: Steve Trouble East. Brian Bissell hanging out tonight. What a great time having you here, man. Thank you. So, uh, we're talking about the Batgirl movie that's been canceled, even though Michael Keaton was going <clears> to <throat> reprise his Batman role for the movie. We wonder why that would happen. Uh, any ideas? Your favorite Batman? See, like... I really
11: like the uh, uh, Christian Bale Batman. See, the I, I liked Christian Bale a lot. That's like the only ones I've seen. And I've seen like clips of Adam West, um, which are always fun.
3: But he knew what he was doing. That, was, oh, yeah. that came back as a comedy. And yeah. you know what? He, in, in, you could arguably say he's the most famous Batman. Adam West? Of the boomers because he was on two nights a week. Yeah. And I mean, you talk about, I mean, all Adam, Adam West, he was a B actor till he got this and turned this into a cottage industry. But Adam West, I, I remember doing appearances with Adam West in the Batmobile back in the <laughs> 80s at YSP. I mean, he, you know, until the day he died. In fact, HBO even did a thing about being Adam West. He was Batman. I mean, he just, you know, and, and he was all tongue in cheek. And he had so much fun with it. I mean, he was a really cool Batman. But it it was pure camp. It was pure comedy. You watch any of those funny Batman shows. And, uh, you know, the stars, they got to do it. But the thing, like, they'd be climbing up the building. And you'd see like him and Burt Ward climbing up the building. Mm. And it would just they'd just be, you know, they would just turn the camera this way. Look <laughs> like they were going up the building. And somebody would stick their head out the window and, oh my God, it's Dean Martin, you know. <laughs> hey, Batman, what are you doing? It was just so funny. <laughs> the best one, Bruce Lee was uh played Cato in the Green Hornet. Yeah. And the story goes, uh bat there's an episode, there's a crossover episode because the great ABC had the Green Hornet. Uh, played by uh, Van Williams, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And Bruce Lee played Cato, And then you had Adam West as Batman and Burt Ward as Robin. And they were going to have... They did a crossover episode, and in the end, they were going to have a big fight. And the fight was supposed to come out to withdraw. Yeah. No, no, no. Robin was supposed to win the fight, I think it was. Oh, Robin. And Bruce Lee looked at Disney. There's no way. I'm losing. Ah, no, you don't. So he starts messing with Bert Ward. You're oh, can't wait to see karate. Oh, going to learn a lot from you. Can't wait. And he's like, I'm going to have I'm going I'm I'm to I'm <laughs> just for fun, they change it to what ended like in a tie, like you know, like you see because you see them fighting and you just yeah, you know, Burt Ward is no freaking idea, but he like he was a black belt and he liked to brag about it and all. But come on, imagine imagine like you are you you're gonna are you you're in a script you're gonna fight Bruce Lee. Yeah. There's
11: no way that's happening. Yeah, and the the second you get finished, fake beating up, he's like, right, you want to take a walk with me outside? You know, you just want, just want to like run this right. one back a little bit." He wouldn't have even had to do that.
3: <laughs> like I said, just the idea, like, the way Bruce Lee handled. Oh, I can't wait to see what I can learn from
11: you. Oh, you're a karate genius. <laughs>
3: it's like. <laughs>
11: yeah, you know, bruce lee was bruce lee see i feel like karate is one of those things like when i was in school everyone would always be like oh like don't mess with me like if you like would mess with someone on the playground they'd be like oh i'm a green belt in karate like i'm gonna get yeah, you like uh, how much do we even know going to, like karate like one day a week
3: once you got see green belt yellow belt once you got past yellow belt when you got into like you know blue brown black that's when you got worried if it were up to me like if I were if I were the king, if I if I changed my hair and tried to run for president like Governor Murphy might or Willie. Uh, <laughs> I I would make it mandatory that every gym class should teach thirty minutes of self defense. Figure out how you want to do it. But if yeah. you take every kid and whether you've ever been in a fight or not, and I put you in a situation where you've got to defend yourself, you won't be afraid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would think of what it'll do for bullying. You yeah. know, but just the idea that—and we're not saying competitive or anything like that. Just the idea. What are you doing? What are you doing in gym class now? Walking a track. Tell you what, we're designing thirty. it Could be martial arts, could be anything. Yeah. Could be boxing. Thirty minutes of self-defense. And every—I believe that every child—you may—you
11: probably never use it. Every child, I believe, needs to know it. Yeah. And on that note, great job by you tonight. Everybody was kung fu fighting, I guess.
3: Ah, look at this. We're going to end on a 70s note. Here's another one.
0: Jersey Radio. This has been the Steve Travelis Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.